everybody, it's Friday night. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestling On Air podcast. Welcome to the 20th anniversary spectacular episode of the Wrestling On Air podcast. I am delighted to host you, as always, here, me, Tom, with my good friend Socks. Socks, hey, how's it going? Hi, how's it going? I'm just chilling around tonight. Cool, that's fantastic. How are you feeling about the fact that we made it to the 20th episode? Can you believe that we did it? I always believed, personally, and I will forever believe that we will make it to our next big milestone, 22. You know, we'll have to see how that goes. I'm not... We don't want to make any promises. We're just taking it easy. We're just, you know, living one day at a time. Um, also joined, of course, Oren. Oren, how's it going? Not too bad tonight. Always a pleasure to have you here as well. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to be here for what would be then my ninth episode of the yeah, podcast. We've kind of got the two, like, timelines going on, which is making things a little bit confusing for some of the fans. Um, you weren't here for, like, a lot of the, the, the earlier episodes, which were still counting, but really, you know, you know. It's we can mostly disregard them. I, but, I know, stand by those apps, okay? I stand by them. They have a much different flavor. They, no, they're they were still good. good. I most certainly do not stand by them. <laughs> but wait, who's that over there? Who I haven't introduced yet? That's Tim. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, Tom, how's it going? Can you believe it? We are what, the first wrestling podcast to make it to twenty episodes. They said it couldn't <laughs> be done, and here we are. People yelled about it. People would just told us time and time again, "You're never going to get to that magic twenty. You're never going to get to those twenty apps. They'll, um, they'll make it five apps." They said. But no, yeah. here we are at 20. Here but, we are um, at 20 ups. Yeah. But the main thing here, it, Tom, there's a, somebody sitting beside me. I don't know who it is. Yeah, it's Aaron. Hey. You know Aaron, man. No, no there, there's, a, there's a, a man sitting over here. That's me. No, that what sucks. Yeah, that sucks. We, we have no, socks. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, over, over here. Wait, let me, can you pass me, give me my spectacles. Let me just have a look at this. Oh my goodness. We do have another man here. Who is that? Who is this? Guys, I don't think this is just any man. I think this is Patrick Gill, Polygon's own Patrick Gill, who is here to join us on our 20th episode spectacular. Patrick, what are you doing here, number one? Do I, am, am I allowed to talk? You are allowed to talk now. <laughs> okay. Now that we're acknowledging you, thank you for thank you for speaking when you're spoken to. But, I'm just, uh, um, I, 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 I'm, okay, so, so like... I'm really, really happy to be here as um, the platinum tier Patreon subscriber, uh, gorilla position level uh, donator to the, <laughs> you made it. to the Wrestling Honor podcast. I'm, I'm just really happy to be here. And a lot of times, you know, when people pay to come on these podcasts, they, they, they seem yes. a little too familiar. They want to participate in the bits a bit too much. So I was just kind of trying to stay back and felt like I kind of had the best seat in the house for a minute there. But uh, it's kind of like witnessing magic is what some people have described <laughs> it as. Um, have you, speaking of your Patreon subscription to, to the podcast, like how, how many of the rewards have you? redeemed so far like because i know that we've still got the we've got mm-hmm. the fireside chat which we still need to schedule mm-hmm. um there's the bedtime tuck-in with tim mm-hmm. um, and that, that's and the, after the bake-off that we will do yeah it's also after the personal bake-off yeah so i don't like is there anything else that you're particularly looking forward to as you know the the number one patreon subscriber yeah um i, I was i was looking forward to to, to socks mahoney's uh just so I've got some tooth problems, and one of the problems, yes. one of the things he mm-hmm. said that he he would get in get get right in my mouth and just have a look yep. around in there and see if he could figure stuff out. Yep, that subscription tier is something I'm really excited about because uh, dental coverage isn't great at Vox Media. So socks, uh, just getting in there and just rooting sure. around with the teeth and seeing what he can find in my mouth is something I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's it's a way for me to give back to people who just can't provide the healthcare and allows me to do something I really really believe in, mm-hmm. which is being in people's mouths, Patrick. Can I take you aside? Socks, you just stay over there for a second. Patrick, mm-hmm. okay, you saw that, that 
that was penciled in. That was not part of the. You don't have to redeem that if you don't want to. You can let him do it, but he's not. He's got no training. Look, I, I thought. I thought. It, I thought it'd be really impolite to turn it down. Just, I, it, it will be, but he's I, he's used to that. You've seen how we treat him. It's, yeah. it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just he okay. tries filling your your uh, cavities with gl- like glue, like regular everyday glue. Well, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> is he, he's always carrying a big bag of candy with him. It's like, why is he the one who cares about the quality of my teeth? It doesn't make any sense. Look, just okay. We can let him have a look at just let him have a look why in is there. He, why yeah. why is he always why that the big lollipop why does he always have that <laughs> and the baby bonnet <laughs> it's, it's a problem look okay you just indulge him but don't don't let it get too does far he just want, we'll, is, is he worried maybe he's just worried about his own teeth and he wants everybody else's to be worse than his i think, I think that's that has part a lot to do with it there's a lot of issues but you're you're very sweet for indulging him but just please make sure that we're in the room with you when he does it just please okay. promise me that we can't we can't let it get out of hand. No, we uh, but yeah, no, Patrick, it's it's very exciting and very fantastic to have you. Uh, we are all thrilled that you're mm. here, right, guys? A cheer for being thrilled, yeah. right, from Patrick? Yeah. 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 Patrick, of course, big deal. Uh, you do your your fantastic uh, please retweet series where you're trying to. Has that happened yet? That hasn't happened yet, has it? No, they're me? never gonna do it. it, it it's yeah. absolutely, absolutely never gonna happen. <laughs> So you, when you're trying to get Nintendo to retweet the picture of the very good Toad um, that you you created, you know, mm-hmm. for that for that situation, mm-hmm. is so you seem fairly defeatist right now, where you seem to have accepted that Nintendo are never going to retweet this picture. Yeah, is the series going to be going much longer? Do you think, or like how how far is this going to slide? Like, what's going to happen? God, y'all, when's this episode coming out? This is gonna, you know, maybe <laughs> let's say the first week of August. <laughs> All right. So, so Probably we'll, we'll say here's a a, a a hot, exclusive scoop for you here at mm. uh, at uh, the Wrestling Observer podcast. <laughs> yes, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Guys, I, sorry, Patrick, just a second. Guys, I said we were part of the Wrestling Observer. Okay, just go with it. Yep, Wrestling Observer way, uh, podcast. When, when, when do I get to meet uh, Big Dave? Dave. Uh, he had to go to Hawaii. Um, it was an okay. emergency. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyways, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm looking for a way out of please retweet. Uh, it's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. I think, I think it's it's a joke that that has been a lot of fun, but I think it's honestly run its course, and I'm just hmm. looking for a satisfying ending to this. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, Are yeah. you now? I mean, the alternative is you know, even though the joke. You know, the, the jokes only have, they have a lifespan. You know, mm-hmm. there's only so long that a joke can go for, potentially. Mm-hmm. However... It could go for 20 apps. Just... <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> how about you just keep it going and just, just don't, just don't think about it too much. And just, just hope that no one notices. And uh, yeah, just keep it running. Just keep giving the fans what they want. And, uh, you know, you never know. You know, just keep, just keep grinding away. Keep grinding away. You'll never know how that will go. Um... But but more than more than being obviously you know a a creator of very good pictures of Toad a uh, you know a uh, audio editor slash host slash stuff what's your title man oh, what's God. going on with you at Polygon you seem to do a lot of stuff yeah I'm I, I'm a I'm, my job title is a video producer but I recently also picked up a podcast producer nice. uh, job on the Polygon show so I I uh, very nice pretty much my job is to make it so that the hosts just need to show up for you know 45 <laughs> minutes a week yep. and uh, I, I worry about everything else um <laughs> sure. and it's yeah it's 
I don't know. It's 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 really fun. I like doing it a lot. Yeah, I've been listening to that. It's come out really well. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's really awesome. You're oh, doing a you. good job, dude. Thank you, thank you. Do you find it satisfying just being a behind the scenes guy who's you know just you know making the magic happen, but not necessarily getting the, getting the glory of being you know one of the voices on the show <laughs> uh, on the Polygon show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I d- definitely. It it it's it's different, and it's um. A friend of mine, Dan, said that the uh, mark of in his his view of a good podcast is uh, like when you you just feel really compelled to jump in and join the conversation, um, yes. and play along with the hosts. And mm-hmm. for for me, I like sort of staying out of actually being on the Polygon show for now because sure. I, can, I can do that better. I, I can keep myself in the fan perspective, um, mm. which helps in editing and you know directing a little bit um and yeah and I, I you know not not to blow too much smoke up y'all's ass but this is another one of those shows for me hey um hey. so it's it's you're doing you're doing really good work i i love no, it it's you. it's the only it's the only wrestling podcast i tolerate i mean in many ways i thought for a while that we were the only wrestling podcast uh but then we did a search and we, we there's loads of them out there Turns like, out, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of them out there and that you know what a lot of the time they're actually talking about wrestling and stuff and it's yeah. it's a very really? strange situation I'd imagine that. i think that's where most of them go wrong to be completely honest like not even doing, yes. a, doing a goof here like they mm-hmm. just talk way too much about wrestling it's yeah. it sucks <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I see why people would like that kind of stuff but i can always just look at us as like uh just friends that like wrestling talking instead of mm-hmm. talking about wrestling all the time. Some yeah. of us don't even really like wrestling. So. Um, <laughs> some of us actively dislike it. Some of us, we're not even friends. Some of us barely tolerate each other. But it's more just about, like, you know, filling the void, just saying things into a microphone, and that just kind of mm-hmm. does it for yeah. us. You and know? giving the people what they want. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> giving the people what they want, which is as little wrestling talk uh, as, as possible. Um, yeah, but speaking of as little wrestling talk as possible, uh, you know, Patrick, what do you want to, could you tell us more? And obviously, you know, you are all these fantastic things. You're also a wrestling fan. Mm. Uh, would you like to, you know, talk a little bit about your your fandom in very broad terms? Because sure. I'm asking very specific questions, <laughs> which is what a good host would do. Yeah, thank but you. But sometimes, sometimes a good host just like trusts his, uh, trusts his guest. Yeah. To, to just carry it by themselves and that's all I, you know that's all that matters yeah sure uh, I um was disallowed from watching wrestling as a, a very young man uh, that's an interesting way to say I, w- I was not yeah. allowed to watch wrestling as a young man um, <laughs> like how like what age like what ages was was wrestling just like a forbidden fruit for you then what like what ages was it just not happening uh so pretty much through the, the entire attitude era uh, so I was you know nine to 13 or so mm-hmm um, it was a sure. very ass-based wrestling time. It was, it was an ass-centric. It was, yeah. Just every catchphrase was about doing something to an ass. It's true. <laughs> it was about the presentation or the 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 the, the use of an ass in some yeah. way. Yeah, it was it was out of control. It was about shoving things up asses or <laughs> t- turning yeah. things sideways and then shoving them up asses. Or it was like yeah, having a good ass. It got really specific. Yeah, it was just very ass-centric. I don't know if that's what that's why the the, the red flag went up for my parents and said don't watch mm-hmm. this but right. um anyways yeah so but like it, it was absolutely impossible not to know everything that happened in the attitude era so like i mm-hmm. think i absorbed all of that shit through osmosis and then i really mm-hmm. only got into wrestling in like 2011 at a job that i had where i had a lot of free time oh nice and i, I spent a lot of time on wikipedia pages just reading yes. about wrestlers and shit and getting really into it from that perspective and then i started mm-hmm. watching it uh around right after wrestlemania 29 mm-hmm. 
Was it just like the WWE that you were watching just around around that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just WWE at that time. And then I branched out to eventually, uh, let me think, PWG. Mm. And then nice. um, more stuff after that. More. Is, <laughs> is, is, yeah. I, I, I think I, I just sort of went down the rabbit hole pretty fucking, pretty fucking hard after that. Um, yep. Yeah, but I, I, I'm very much into it now. And it feels like it was, it almost feels like it was a missing piece of my identity in that like it clicked so quickly once I started to see the thing that made it special and weird and fun. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, then yeah. when I started going to, to indie shows as well, that really, really mm-hmm. made a big difference in how I felt about it. That's when you started hating it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, honestly, yo, like, yes, learning to hate wrestling is just as important as learning to love wrestling. It's true. I think. You have to yes. learn, you, there's an acceptance there that has to be met at a certain point. I think, have you, have you had like a truly like uh, awful or like just a very, have you had any like very negative live wrestling experiences? Because that was like, for, for me, like when I first started going to like, you know, live shows and stuff, which is not that, which is only like about, you know, six or seven years ago that I started going to like the indie shows. Uh, like when, it, when I kind of turned the corner and like saw some really bad ones, that's where I kind of like realized, oh wait, even when it's really shit, I can still enjoy this. I'm still coming back. It's not enough to put me, put me off. Like, have you seen any really bad ones yet? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. The, the, the closest thing to a bad wrestling show I've seen, um, mm-hmm. was a, a little upstart in Maine, um, Several years ago, there's actually a really good indie running out of Portland now. But for the entire time I lived there, there was not. Mm. They literally ran their first show the night before I moved to New York City, and now they're just like bringing in like all the fucking good indie wrestlers <laughs> to wrestle in my hometown, like yeah. five minutes from where I lived. Anyways, uh, but before then, there was a little upstart uh, that had a lot of good shows. Uh, I watched some YouTube clips from an indie show in like central Maine, which mm. kind of turns really quickly into the boonies and just. There was a uh, like a, a gay heel character, uh, oh, no. and just hearing some of the things the audience were yelling at him was like, okay, that, that oh, was like geez. I wasn't even there, and that was my worst indie wrestling experience. All yeah, of my yeah. actually bad indie wrestling experiences have been with like two smart crowds. So like, uh, yeah. Beyond Wrestling uh, runs out of uh, Rhode Island and mm-hmm. Massachusetts. And the shows are amazing, and they have a sort of like rock and roll show vibe where you're all standing up as opposed to sitting down. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, but and the fans are all very nice, but and smart. But that's that's also like a really big problem when like yes, everybody's trying to do the most clever chant, and every fucking uh. reaction to anything has to be a fucking chant. Yeah, and yeah. then they're <laughs> chanting on their way out of the building, and. It's, <laughs> That's definitely an exhausting thing. Like, have you been to the ROH shows at Hammerstein uh, since you've like started going to shows? Has that been an experience yet? So I've been to two Hammerstein uh, ROH shows, and they're they're both okay. Um, I, I was at that same one that you were at, and I also made particular note. Uh, I think you talked about it on the podcast of the one Japanese fan who was there who was doing the same exact like intonation Japanese cheering that you yes, hear yeah, like yeah, on yeah. New Japan, just like mm-hmm. yelling the the performers' names. And I love just that screaming. because it's so pure. It's like you're saying yes. the name of the person you want to win. You're not like coming up with a joke. And the worst thing about the I feel like I'm starting so negative on this podcast. The worst thing about like the I'm so funny chance is it's like 
Like if you if you're the kind of guy who's like watching a movie and like you you need to make stupid jokes every time, like you mm. that's just you leaning over and saying something to your friend. But like if it's a chant, it means you're going to do the fucking sing song voice and you're going to do it three or four times yep. Yep. before everyone's like, yes, we get it. You've got to think about like the mentality of like someone who does that, like you know they do it three or four times and it doesn't pick up, but then they keep going and then they keep like making new attempts at new chants. It's like it's kind of <laughs> impressive that, that level of confidence of just like I need to be heard. I need to be the one, you know, making this chant. It's I don't know. I don't have that trait, but I, I would love I would love to be that obnoxious a person. That would be that would make me feel very satisfied. So, so, sorry that that was a long winded answer, but th- those those are my worst no, show experiences. No, it's fantastic. I Fucking think, wrestling fans. Yeah, no, I, I obviously you know you know Patrick and I were pr- pretty close. We we saw each other for about three seconds at a an evolve show. What like four months ago or something mm. like that? Yeah, you were wearing what, the yeah, denim jacket. And, and I want I want to let you know that yeah, go ahead, say it. You were having you were rocking an extremely strong look. I think it was the denim jacket. I think it was there was some <laughs> debate you know beforehand about what kind of outerwear you were going to be wearing. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to let man. you know that since we had that conversation, I have not had the confidence <laughs> to wear the denim jacket again. <laughs> the denim jacket i was pretty positive about that denim jacket i feel I like I'm... you were just being polite i feel like sometimes when when you notice something somebody's wearing you'll say you yeah. know nice shirt nice shoes but yeah. you don't mean nice shoes or nice shoe you're just saying i've noticed that you are wearing that <laughs> this is literally anytime i talk to tom about something i feel like he's just being nice there's a tone about him i think i radiate i radiate like a like an atmosphere of insincerity <laughs> I, I was already not confident feeling confident about wearing the denim vest and i think just having somebody comment on it was enough for me to say well that's that's in the closet for a while you had had mentioned it on twitter earlier in the day about how you were thinking i think it was like a leather jacket or a denim vest and you said i'm I'm gonna do the denim vest and i was like oh man i i can't wait to see this denim vest and then i saw it and i thought oh this will be a nice thing to do but instead you know it's just it's all come crumbling down i just i shattered your confidence with the the denim vest oh man all right well i I mean, you can, you you have a platform now. Like, are you looking to sell it or something, or is it just going to stay in your cupboard? Like, do you do you want to like try to do like a little ad for the, this denim vest now, or are you just going to kind of keep it hanging no, out? I'm going to hold on to it. I, I think All it's right. a good um if. I'm going to bring it to an event where I'm sure nobody's going to talk to me. I think I, I might wear it. <laughs> sure. If you're sure Tom's not going to be there, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. more or less if Tom's not going to be there. Because <laughs> that's going to be my thing now. I'm going to just like pick you out and I'm going to find I'm going to find something specific about what you're wearing or, or, or your appearance and I'm going to comment on it and I'm going to intend it as a compliment, but it won't be taken. Yeah. So I'm just going to kind of strip you down. Piece by piece. Yeah. You, you are going yeah. to make me make me permanently naked. Yes, yeah, essentially, yeah. I think that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, saying it so, uh, you know, saying it out loud, you know, it sounds, you know, like like a problem, but I think it'll be good for both of us, you know? You'll okay. kind of like, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to rebuild yourself as, as uh, something new. <laughs> uh, and that might work out for you. What, what, what um, if the end result of this is just that, like, I eventually just dress exactly like you? <laughs> that's also a good look. That's not a bad look at all. That'd be great. This is, a, a, again, the theme, the theme negging. Um, There's a lot of serious nagging yeah. going on. It's, yeah. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I think. I think the list is kind of. We're aware that you know it's a wrestling podcast, but it's also got like you know hints of being like a pickup artist podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so there is there is a lot of that on the show. Uh, but you know we're we're delighted to have you, and I'm delighted to have you. Just kind of like you know puff up my ego and give me a chance to kind of use some of these techniques, which I've I've been you know practicing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, glad to be here. I now get a chance to deploy. Yeah. Uh, but you know it is the 20th episode. It is you know the, this monumental occasion, which we're all very proud of, and. 
And Patrick, I mean, this, you've, you've only been a fan before, so what a thrill this must be to be uh, guesting <laughs> on on such a special, special, such a special show. And on I'm any sure that podcast, you, really, yeah, I'm sure that you remember other fantastic uh, kind of you know reoccurring bits that we've done on the show, <laughs> such mm-hmm. as um, uh, reading stuff off the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, me doing games, which mm-hmm. then get edited off because they're problematic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, most memorably, and I think what we're known best for is uh, is our Ryback talk as as the foremost kind of like you know uh, podcast covering <laughs> <laughs> covering the big guy and all his endeavors. Uh, and, I, and I'm delighted to say, Oren, I think you've got some some updates on what's been going on with the big guy lately. Is that right? Hey, Oren here, your Ryback correspondent for the Wrestling On Air podcast. <laughs> hey, Oren. <laughs> what's been, what has been going on with Ryback? I assume that he's just been continuing his life as, you know, an independent wrestler and podcast host, just not doing anything too controversial or problematic, just living his life. Is that is that correct? This week in Ryback... <laughs> Indie wrestling's bad boy, Ryback Ryan Reeves, <laughs> has gone and goofed up on social media. Uh, oh, no. oh no! Come on, that seems unlikely. That doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like something the big guy would do. So the big guy sells a lot of products, right? We've discussed this before. <laughs> yeah. The big guy sells nutrition supplements. The big guy sells water bottles. The big guy sells T-shirts. The big guy sells a self-help book called "Wake Up, It's Feeding Time." <laughs> <laughs> I was. I don't think I was aware of that last one. I don't think I knew about. The self-help book. You haven't gotten your copy that I primed you yet? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I haven't received that. Is it a signed copy or is it just like, uh, do I just I have to sign it? it? I mean... Are you signed? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not aware of that. No, oh, fantastic. He's got all these products there, right? right. Yeah. So he sells mm-hmm. the products on his excellent website, feedmemorenutrition.com, which I highly recommend <laughs> you visit because it's an extremely good website. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also sells all this stuff on Amazon, um, mm-hmm. which if you've ever listened to Conversation Singular with the Big Guy, uh, <laughs> yes. he he, pl- he plugs his Amazon shit a lot. So mm-hmm. some person on Reddit, um, not shout out to Reddit, figured mm-hmm. out that... <laughs> Ryback was padding his product reviews on Amazon by just creating a bunch of fake accounts and just writing five-star reviews for everything that he sells on Amazon. Uh, Holy shit. (laughs) And you know what's funny is is that, like, you know, someone on Reddit found this, but I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I had already read a whole bunch of product reviews. <laughs> it's it's your job. It's what and, you and have to do. Yeah, and and it kind of I didn't make the connection. That, God, I wish I dug a little deeper. But it's like, man, all of these are five stars, and all of these people just fucking love Ryback. So <laughs> yes. if you go and click around, which I am currently doing right now, mm-hmm. um, you know he sells like like five different kinds of protein supplements. He sells mm-hmm. T-shirts, water bottles, and all of that. So I'm going to go ahead and click on the review for Wake Up Unlimited Energy Pre-Workout Powdered Dietary Supplement Sweetened (laughs) with Stevia Pink Lemonade. Mm, Delicious. Skevia. Oh, I love Skevia. That sounds right. fantastic. Yeah. Right. It's got five reviews. They're all five stars. Wow. Uh, <laughs> this this person on Reddit figured out that this there's a there's an Amazon reviewer named Mike, and Mike just writes. It's it's clearly it's fucking Ryback, guys. Mike is Ryback. <laughs> yeah, even even the way he types things out is exactly like Ryback, except a little more capitalization. It's very Rybackian. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. extremely Rybacky. So it's like this wake up unlimited energy drink is excellent. <laughs> I ordered the pink lemonade, and it tastes great. 
It tastes mm. better than any soda. Anyway, so it just it goes through blah blah blah. I see he yeah, sees yeah. nice gains. He it's great, no side effects. But mm. I just found this just now when I was looking at this stuff. There's another review for this same product that isn't mm. quite as good. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> is this from Mike or is this this is not from no, Mike? No, this is not from Mike. And Mike has also reviewed Ryback's uh, self help book, Ryback's water bottles. Uh, oh. Mike has done a lot of reviewing for Ryback, sure. but. There's also a review here. Okay. The su- it's five stars, right? And the mm-hmm. subject line is, good pre-workout. Ryback, please respond. <laughs> <laughs> this was right, posted so, three days ago. Right. So, we- <laughs> And this is after the whole controversy came out, right? So this is this is just someone who's realized what's going on, and they've decided this is a great opportunity to, to make friends with the big guy, eh? I'm, you know, I'm wondering, shall I read it? Do you want to be the judge of whether or not this is A, a Ryback, I think I would like to, yeah. B, someone trolling Ryback, or C, a genuine customer with a concern. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to use the hashtag ask W O A. Yeah. As always, just use the hashtag and just send whatever. You know, just 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 chat to us, yeah. Doesn't have to be a question. Write your own Ryback product review. Anyway, uh, good pre-workout. Ryback, please respond. Ryback, the pre-workout is great. It is absolutely no joke. This one easily gets the most pumped before workout, but it also has a pretty beefy crash associated with it. (laughs) By crash, I mean, stomach starts to hurt, nausea sets in, and I start to feel weak. I need your guidance. I did one full scoop, and that was too much. I've toned it down to half, but I still get the nausea close to the end of my workout. Mm. I am an avid supporter of Ryback's, and I listen to the podcast every Monday when it drops. (laughs) I will be sending this to your email, so hopefully you can reply and get this figured out. TLDR, something is giving me nausea, dizzy, jittery, weak feeling right at the end of my workout, never experienced by any other pre-workout. So maybe start strong for me, but damn sure it wakes you up. I do highly (laughs) recommend this product and quote, conversation with the big guy podcast <laughs> that they release every Monday. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't right back? Because he was yeah. going hard on that. It yeah, seems like he was trying to throw a little negative in there <laughs> That's to make the, it not seem like him. That's the impression I get, is that he's just trying to throw us off the trail a little bit. Yeah. Who else would say a beefy crash? This is a psyop. <laughs> yeah, this is... And beefy crash happens to be the name of Ryback's new finishing move on the industry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tim, you're a big uh, uh, protein supplement workout guy. Like, yes. is, does this? Uh, have you ever had any of these these uh, these elements or these these illnesses after you take yours? Um, yeah, but that's usually just for me working out so hard and my veins <laughs> being filled with ninety percent water. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you just go too hard is the problem. You're just like you're you're too buff. You're too ripped. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've never had a pre workout really mess with me like that. So you've never had a beefy crash. I've never had a beefy crash. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so Aaron, like, is as far as like you know the Ryback this 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 latest it's weird how many scandals and problems Ryback has had like for someone who I don't think I've heard of any of his matches or anything that he's done you know as far as a wrestler since leaving WWE but it seems to be very regularly he seems to be you know just getting a lot of controversy just for being a a a, a difficult human being uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> what, what 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 else is that is that is that like you know is there anything else are there any other more layers to this story like you know what what, what else what is going to become of the big mm, guy what will become of the big guy that's a loaded question <laughs> um i mean you know if you're asking me to predict ryback's future which that's what you're asking right essentially yes yeah uh ryback ooh, it's either going to be like a murder suicide or <laughs> 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 
I mean, I yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. Like yeah. he seems like the guy. It would make sense. It would not be. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy about it. Oh no. But, um, there'd be a certain satisfaction to that being the resolution of his life. You know, in terms of. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's been a while. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a while. What, what if he one. gets really small? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going like, to do the reverse carrot top where he just gets like to be like a tiny guy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to think through like the, the possible outcomes. And there's all the, like the typical ones. Like you could buy a Shonies or something like that or, <laughs> or Classic, like yeah. become a personal trainer. And those are just su- such vanilla options. And he is not a man who walks the path that has been forged by other men so i think he's just gonna get incredibly small he's gonna lose all of the muscle he's gonna get yeah. real slim he's gonna look bad now he does but does he grow hair does he grow hair when he gets small? he's gonna grow a long ponytail just on the back half of his head because the hairline's in trouble but he's yeah i think that's what we're gonna see from ryback in, in 30 years when his career's over in 30, okay, so we've got another 30 years of Ryback. He's going to have a long career before that happens. Well, yeah, he's got the yeah. WWE return. He's got the... Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's got the streak, the Ryback streak. Mm. I think he's uh, going to end up in a uh, in a tag team with Punk when they both come back to WWE. <laughs> and they're going to look at the camera and wink and said, yeah, we y'all didn't expect this, did you? Yeah. Ah, that'll be good stuff. All right, so Aaron, any more Ryback scoops? Any more Ryback talk? What's going on with Ryback? We're done with no, Ryback? No, no more. Anything no. else we talk about Ryback wouldn't be funny and just... Bad, yeah. like he did some there, real yeah, bad. Yeah, there's things. other Ryback stuff, but we should not talk about it. Yeah, once we start considering Ryback too much, it's it, it goes down a dark path. And hey, this is a positive <laughs> podcast. This is the twentieth episode spectacular. You know, we're here to just like share our love for the podcast biz and just. Oh, by you know, the be way, delighted. I baked one of my mm. uh, famous blueberry pies here in the middle of the table here. Oh, uh, it's our 20th anniversary. Um, go ahead and feel free to dig in, guys. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it cool because I don't want the uh, Tom, the no, fruit. Yes. Eat it. Eat, eat the pie. I, I, I I'm not gonna Tom. eat the pie right now. Thank you. I eat the pie. Can I just have some of the crust? Tom, I'll just have some of the crust. Pie. I'll just, I'll just have some of the delicious pie. buttery. He's holding a gun. I'll have a small slice. Thank just you. a small slice. Thank okay, you. Okay. Thank you. Mm. Can I? Do you mind if I eat close into the microphone? Is that something that I should do? <laughs> please, don't please. <laughs> Okay, I won't do that. I won't do that. I won't do that this time. Um, but yeah, so that's Ryback talk again. One of the the fantastic bits bits that we've become to be to be known for. Uh, <laughs> aside from that, guys, uh, I've I've seen something recently, guys. That I thought I, I wanted to talk to you guys about, which I thought would be would be an interesting one. Uh, my my friend. All right, actually, so hold up a second. <laughs> I need to open up my messages because it's a very partic- particular way that I have to refer to this person. Okay. They went to so I have a I have a, a friend who went to the the how do you say the the place in France can can like C A can can I think it's can is it can 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 so I went so I had a friend who went to can where you know they had like a big marketing type advertising expo something like that speaking at this expo which this person saw live and in person this person is. Cy Watson, roving wrestling correspondent at the <laughs> at the Can Lion at the Can Lions Festival of Creativity TM. Again, this is all I'm contractually obligated to just to announce it as that. Uh, none other than Triple H and Stephanie McMahon were, mm. were speaking and doing a, a presentation on the the, the fantastic you know um, uh, you know the success of WWE as a brand 
of WWE as you know as a marketing entity. And uh, she took a video of this of this thing, and it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of the fa- my favorite. Okay, so a lot of it gets a little bit boring as they just kind of go through the usual spiel of you know like you know what WWE is and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's very satisfying because she told me that it, it coincided with I think Facebook's event. Uh, so <laughs> it's this outside event where there's about 30 or 40 people just kind of like, you know, sat in chairs watching Stephanie McMahon and Triple H on a stage, just talking about WWE to very, very, very minimal reaction. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's a, ve- it's a very enjoyable thing. It's like, a ve- it's very fun to see them kind of out of their element and just kind of like, just spewing like, you know, the, the most remarkable things that you, you can expect about, like, you know, how, how magical the WWE experience is. And I want to play a little game with you guys, where um, it's kind of, what's the game this isn't really like the game that I'm thinking of, but what's the husband and wife game, where it's like, you know, you have the to... The Newlyweds game. The Newlyweds. Yeah. It's not like that at all. The only connection is that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are married, so A quick question. Yes. Do, do you think they fuck? I don't. I'm not totally <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, Each other? Right. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing I think about occasionally as I see them. And I'm like, I cannot imagine them. I imagine them looking at each other. Yeah. And I imagine Ooh, I them making do that. faces. I can't imagine can't them looking do, at each other. You can't do that. I imagine them. So, okay, here's what I'm imagining I'm imagining Triple H laying on the bed. He's boiled mm. up. Yeah. He's ready to go. He's, he, he said something right back. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H is laying on the bed. He's oiled up, and he's taken some of his Ryback pink grapefruit creatine workout powder. He's wearing his Ryback tel- uh, t-shirt. He's right, wearing his nothing, Ryback nothing on the bottom half. Nothing, nothing at all on the bottom half. Everything is slippery smooth, perfectly mm. tanned. Uh, his head freshly shorn, his cheeks and chin also a fine stubble. He's laying on the satin sheets. Uh, the kids are with the grandparents. Probably should have brought up the kids. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that the kids aren't going to show up. So it's fine. You can keep listening. You can keep listening, listeners. <laughs> He's watching the doorway. Stephanie McMahon emerges from the bathroom. <laughs> the, the toilet doesn't flush. It's, she hasn't been there for that. But just to, I do, again, I don't need to give that information. But she stands there, and she's in the most beautiful negligee you can possibly imagine. Uh, they both just stand... He just lays there, and she just stands there, and they look at each other for about 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> then, she closes the, <laughs> then she closes the door, uh, and then he just gets into, like, a you know a big t-shirt or something, and she gets into, you know, her, her nightgown, and they just go to sleep. That's what I imagine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it adds up. Mm. <laughs> you guys have been thinking yeah. about this? Well, you, you established they had kids. They do have kids. Oh, well, I established they had kids. I'm worried about where you... No, I, okay, I like go. the idea that they have to send the kids away for us to stare, for them to stare at each other for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, to them, it's the most intense thing. To them, it's just like the most exciting, intense thing. But, you know, they don't understand. They think this is what sex is. They think yeah. this, is, this is the sexual experience. But really what that is is the beefy crash they're going through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why There's she just... didn't flush the toilet. <laughs> Jesus. Oh no, so the smell is just permeating out and just like in their nostrils <laughs> oh, as they stare at each other. I think that's an integral part of it though. Oh man. So yeah, that's my yeah, do you guys do you guys think that sounds about right? I don't know. Um, sure. All right. Having having cameras inside their home, I can confirm that's exactly how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for derailing the podcast to ask if Stephanie McMahon and Triple H fuck. Can you tell me more about what happened in cans? <laughs> you just said cans. Is it is it canonically can? Are we saying cans? Or is it okay, are we gonna say can? 
Khans. No. Uh, I think Khans. it's Khan A. <laughs> Khan A. Oh, and Khan A. Uh, uh, all right. So they would. So I've done. I've got this game where I've got a bunch of quotes from this fantastic media presentation they did for thirty people outside in uh, Khan. <laughs> Khan A. Uh, I want. I'm going to read out some of these, and I would love for you guys to to guess. You know whether this is Stephanie or Triple H reading mm. it out. Mm. And I'm I'm curious because I think some of them will be more obvious than others. But I'm also kind of curious <laughs> if that really is the case. So I want to see like how on who's more on brand. I guess like who you know who who kind of lets too much of their personality leak into um you know what they're what they're trying to do when they share this corporate message uh so you guys down for this you want to play some of the this sure, fun Tom, game? we'll see how it yeah, goes sure. yeah whatever yeah let's see how it goes it might you know we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll just kind of we'll get we'll get stuck in <clears throat> all right here's the first one you can type something you can tweet something <laughs> and these superstars will respond to you <laughs> who, <laughs> who said this fantastic quote? Well, that's Stephanie McMahon. Who is making this promise to to the fantastic fans of the WWE? I'm gonna say that's Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not totally sure if Triple H understands what Twitter is. I think I, I think that was a Triple H tweet precisely for that. Sorry, not tweet. Uh, tw- Triple H quote precisely for that reason. <laughs> I think he thinks that they will respond. He um, thinks so obliged to. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Pat. That's it's definitely Triple H, not understanding. You think definitely Triple H? Yeah, I'm afraid it was Stephanie. Yeah, oh, we did it, Tim. It was Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shit. Uh, Tim did it. It was Stephanie. Uh, so yeah, Stephanie Man is guaranteeing that superstars will <laughs> will absolutely respond to you whenever you tweet them, which is fantastic. Which is good. Here's another one. Now I know. Look at the look on that. Okay, so this for the context of this, this is uh, there's an image of Bailey hugging a little girl in the crowd. It's not Izzy. It's a mm. you know. Thank God. Damn. Yeah, one of the better ones. Jesus. Not easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Patrick. Can I you, edit you, that one out? Yeah. No, nope, leave it in. <laughs> Adding that one to the Izzy tapes. <laughs> Patrick, do you have any? Do you have any opinions on Izzy, the baby super fan? Yeah, we're we're working on it. We're working on a special underground mixtape of just things yeah. we can't say on the podcast about Izzy. Us just roasting the the, the roast of Izzy. <laughs> Yeah, Pretty much, it accidentally happened. As a representative of Vox Media, Patrick, uh, do, you have any, do you have any specific thoughts on this twelve-year-old girl? I don't know. I just think she seems smug. She, yeah, she did. That's exactly right. Vox, are you okay? Yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head, man. I think we're all we're all there. Maybe we'll let, well, maybe we'll leave that Izzy take in, or maybe we'll just see, save it for our private collection. Man, if his kid, if his Izzy takes get left in and all mine get deleted, that is bullshit. Your, okay, Orange, yours one, your Izzy takes started in the bathroom. They got a whole section of the podcast edited out. Yeah, we can't. We it's you know it was very exciting at the time, but there's just some there's just some Izzy takes which you know they start in a, a bad place and the, I you know they, we can't do that. We can't let it leave it in. By the way, Patrick, if you do want the Izzy tapes, you can just send that to my PayPal directly about like twenty dollars. Yeah, you got it. Thanks. Uh, so this next quote. Uh, look on the, look at the look on that little girl's face. Does it get any more priceless than that? Look at the look on that man's face. He doesn't even he doesn't even know her, but he appreciates that moment. We, we can't we can't see the mother's face taking that picture, but imagine what that looks like. Imagine that look of joy. This should be deleted too. <laughs> <laughs> this, you're trying to delete Stephanie McMahon, okay? This is just a, a beautiful quote. Oh no, I gave it away. You gave it uh, away. I gave oh, it away. What? I was too excited. Uh, Tom, you guys would have guessed Stephanie, right? Uh, never mind. This is a good game, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Great game. <laughs> Another good thing about this game is that there is no point system. So this is really just you know, this is just for everyone's benefit. Oh well, what's the fucking point of playing if there are no points? It's it's a learning exercise. It's a learning uh. exercise. 
Uh, I just want some uh, goddamn points. Hey, but speaking of points, you hear about it that experiences are what matter to millennials. But experiences (laughs) matter to everybody. That's what life is about. Who who was that quote from? This this might be metagaming it a little bit, but that we're 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 due for a Triple H quote, and I can I can picture that coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think I think I, the I guess the bigger question would have been like who is more aware of millennials, Triple H or Stephanie? <laughs> um, That's a good point. Right. But who, I th- is a, who is a daddy to many millennials right now? Hmm. It's Triple H. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. true. Definitely. Right? That's, <laughs> that's true. He is very much WWE's daddy to those millennials. He's a grab and, and, and he's been dealing with them too at the performance center, at the mm-hmm. PC, as mm-hmm. we say in the biz. Oh, yeah. In the biz, uh, yeah. He's you know he's he's dealing with millennials every day. He, he's learning how you need to motivate right. them differently from mm-hmm. folks from his generation. So I think he knows about the millennials, and I think that's. That's a Triple H quote, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, and I'm not going to let anyone else ask because they, yeah, Patrick. Again, I'm, I'm frustrated that I didn't make it harder, and I, you know, I didn't kind of metagame it more. But um, yeah, that's that was a Triple H quote. He knows about millennials. Millennials <laughs> um, like <laughs> Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Yeah, all of our favorite me- uh, performance center millennials. All those beautiful 38 year old millennials. Hey, speaking of millennials, does this tra- does this travel? Oops. Wait, that's a fidget spinner. Millennials. <laughs> is there a fidget spinner podcast yet? Like, is, is there is there a scene of people just talking about their fidget oh, spinners? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. 100%. I bet there's at least 15. I'm going to go on the iTunes store right now and check. Yeah. Th- thank you for giving us that segue into another fantastic uh, uh, segment where we look at things on the internet, Patrick. Were those all of the Triple H quotes? No, there's more. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Patrick is so conscientious of all of this. This is a really uh, nice breath of fresh air to have so someone wet. steering uh, Tom along. <laughs> someone who knows what they're doing. It's I, very I, I, I just don't want to ruin this for you. I, I liked I liked where that segment was going. And and is there more? There, no, there is more. There's a good. There's a couple of good ones coming up actually. Well, let's go. Let's do it. So I I did not find any fidget spinner podcasts, but I have mm-hmm. found several episodes of podcasts just titled fidget spinners. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, it seems right. like it's a untapped market then yeah really we'll, we'll do an offshoot and one that says fidget spinners are brainwash apparently <laughs> next quote for you guys uh music amplifies the emotional connection with our audience maya angelou said that they won't remember what you said they won't remember what you do they'll remember how you made them feel music makes you feel okay so this immediately made me think triple h but then you threw in the maya angelou really? maya angelou, maya angelou. <laughs> I mm. I so badly want this to be Triple H. I, I do I w- too. I really need it to be. Honestly, absolutely. Mm. I want right. tri- I want to hear Triple H in his like <laughs> Triple H voice say Maya Angelou, his, his mm. false baritone. I, I'm gonna say that they both said this simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> they just synced up. Just sort of like a monotone chant, kind of. Yes. They just got yeah yeah. Uh, I I, w- I wish that would have happened. No, this was a Triple H quote. This was nice. this was yes. H. <laughs> this was number one. My Angelou fan Triple H. Just he that's his favorite quote. Put it on his tombstone. That's uh, he loves it. Uh, let's see. Okay, I've got two more. Do I have two more? Let me just check how many I've got more. Maybe I've got four. We'll see how many we've got. All right. Uh, another music one. Music aligns with the feeling of our brands. Whether it be Pitbull, 
Flowrider, or Lunch Money Lewis, predicting <laughs> WrestleMania and our biggest platform between pop music. Did he really say Lunch Money Lewis, or did you throw that in there for some flavor? I... Shout out to Lunch Money Lewis, who follows me on Twitter, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way. Uh, regular listener, Lunch Money Lewis, who follows Aaron. You know, hey, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, no, he, uh, he or she literally said Lunch Money Lewis. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I'm gonna say Stephanie on this one. Mm. I don't know I, I, which one of them is a bigger Lunch Money Lewis fan, though, <laughs> or a bigger I, Pitbull fan. Mm. What, mm. Tim? I want I want to hear your reasoning for why why you think Stephanie, Tim. <laughs> because um, she's she's the type that takes pictures with the celebrity, uh, the music guests and stuff, and yes. posts them on on Instagram and stuff. That's what happens. Yeah. So I think it would be her and not Triple H that would uh, yeah. address those people by name. Sure. I think if it was H, he, he definitely would, would have thrown like a, a motor head in there yeah. or something. <laughs> just to let people know, he, he's a real metal head. And yeah. he's... So that's, that's a, a, I, I can't fault this logic. Oren, do you have I'm, I'm going to have to go with Steph on this one. Really? Stephanie as well sucks? Yeah, I'm definitely in the Steph field for this one. Everybody's a shithead. This was Triple H again. Uh, oh, no. I am so happy. I've got to hear Triple H say "Lunch Money Lewis." Yes, exactly. Like that. That was my hope. Was like that. Like I wanted to vote for this one being Triple H, just out of the hope that there's exists a recording of Triple H saying <laughs> "Lunch Money Lewis" and Triple H voice, like that uh, clip where John McCain says "Thank you, Daddy Yankee." Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> There, there, I, <laughs> there, there, there is, I can confirm there is audio footage uh, of, of Triple H saying Lunch Money Lewis. I will say that immediately after that quote, he also referenced Metallica giving the <laughs> song for his feud of Seth Rollins. So, you know, he immediately kind of like, you know, pulled it back and was like full on brand with like, you know, Triple H being a big time metalhead. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I like white people music too. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. One more, one more. <clears throat> KFC wanted to put the Colonel in unexpected situations, and what's more unexpected than the Colonel in a WWE ring? Oh god, I want to hear Stephanie say this so bad in her Stephanie voice. As I was yeah. saying it, yeah, I, it felt so much, and I, I, I know that I'm not part of this game, so I shouldn't be given my reasoning, but sometimes the host it's just a, likes to... No, you're, you're not wrong, it's hard not to default to that Stephanie voice for that quote. Yeah. Yeah. Colonel, Colonel. <laughs> Is that your Stephanie voice? Oh, wait, Aaron, all right, all right, do you have a Stephanie voice? I feel like at this point it's going to just kind of merge into my Dana Brooke voice. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, which is also okay pretty close well. to your Urkel voice. <laughs> <laughs> the secret's uh, out. I just have one voice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, different different shades, you know, of, of the same voice. Uh, but yeah, who do, you, who do you guys who, who do you guys think was uh, talking about the, the fantastic KFC kernel there? Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just say uh, Triple H in case everybody else gets it wrong. Oh, I'm sticking with Tim on this one. <laughs> Tim sounds like a safe bet, yeah. safe bet here. Okay. I'm going to mm. say that's Stephanie because it ends in a question and I feel like <laughs> Triple H Triple H would not ask a question. Yes. He only makes statements. Yes. <laughs> D- defiant statements, yeah. Uh sucks. How about you? Yeah, I'm with I'm with Pat here. I can't I can't not picture that in that Steph voice. It's too good. Uh I'm afraid it was Triple H. Once what, what the fuck? fuck? Yeah. What the goddamn bitch? This is like some uncut, never-before-seen Triple H. <laughs> yeah. He talks about Maya Angelou. And then talks about the Colonel. <laughs> yeah, two two cornerstones of you know of culture right there, just coming from the game. Uh, yeah, that was so. Yeah, that was honestly. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was that was the game. Those are some of my, my favorite quotes from the thing. The thing was about forty minutes long. Holy uh, and shit. I would, 
Yeah, it was kind of long. I would say the other, uh, actually, the one more good bit, and I didn't. I, this would just be too obvious to be part of the game, uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. Where he was talking about the uh, the UK, like doing a UK weekly show. Here, I'll, I'll read this one out as well. Uh, We're well on our way to creating a UK-based weekly episodic program for UK-based talent. It really allows fans locally to connect with the band playing locally at the club, who they're going to see in a few <laughs> years playing at the stadium. It allows them to make an emotional connection with them through their career from the time they start doing it when they're not very great all the way through to the time <laughs> all the way through to the time when they're headlining WrestleMania and becoming global superstars. And I, I liked that one just because he kind of dunked on like some of the UK guys uh, <laughs> in, in quite a just you know an interesting way. Uh, but yeah, no. Aside from that, it was there was a lot. Of, there was you know the usual talk of Stephanie being you know uh, and the, the the women's revolution and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, by the just by by that video, I highly recommend. Uh, if you can go to Khan, Cannes, Carnet, you know, make the trip. You might see Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Hang out. Oh, okay. Hey, but hey, hey, speaking speaking of the twentieth episode, speaking of the twentieth episode spectacular, Oren. Yeah. Hey. Hey. You you you've been doing something recently, didn't you? Oh, well, you've been doing a lot of things recently. But in terms of last weekend. Did you do something very exciting? Is that am I right in saying that? Did you do something very exciting, Oren? I went to a wrestling show. What? Ooh, what? Uh, I what? saw some wrestling. <laughs> oh my god! I did. What was the What was the wrestling federation? That was the What was the company? Okay, so it's Fest Wrestling Fest, like festival, like F E S T Fest. Got um, it. and it's out of Gainesville, Florida, which is about I don't know about an hour away from where I'm at here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been around for about a year and sort of the, it's sort of a beyond type of vibe they're trying to do where they sort of emulate like a rock show type of thing. Um, gotcha. so this show we went to was a Christmas in July themed show. And so just to stop you for a second, when you say they were trying to emulate a rock show, does that mean you were just standing up the whole time? Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> right, good. <laughs> I just want. I I think I understood that as the shorthand, but I just wanted to make no, sure that emulating that a rock we show basically all, means it was just a fucking orgy. It was just people giving each other <laughs> hand jobs, snorting blow yeah. in the ring. It was insane, man. Yeah, um, just wild stuff. Yeah, yeah. No. So um. So it was inside of a nightclub. Um, everyone stood up, so everyone kind of stood around the ring. Um, mm-hmm. There was really cheap beer for sale. It was very dirty, very Florida, but it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And there was a punk band that played about halfway through. They kind of did an nice. intermission and a band. And this is the most signature shitty Florida type of situation to have. There was a band with a broken PA playing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, there was a fans bring their own weapons match uh, that got mm-hmm. really, really really disgusting people brought in food cupcakes someone brought in uh two fisting dildos oh nice Mm. Hmm. i was just gonna ask i'm glad you covered it yeah (laughs) those were actually the first thing that got pulled out of the can for the fans bring the weapons match were the two fisting dildos and they did a little bit uh where Uh the the two guys wrestling slapped each other back and forth with the with the hands and uh yeah they began with the fisting dildos they didn't like escalate it to it that was just the first thing they did you know 
you're you're kind of right. They should have maybe it should have been like the crescendo was the fisting dildos, yeah. and then you know <laughs> that's a hell of a thing. Did you bring a weapon? Did you bring a weapons to this? Bring the weapons match? Yeah, but you know, it turns out our weapons were kind of tame. Uh, I brought a giant whisk. We brought two things from the pizza place. <laughs> we brought <Nice. laughs> we, we brought a giant whisk and this thing called a dough docker, which is like a thing on a roller with a bunch of spikes on it that you use to poke holes in the dough, which I thought would be oh, kind nice. of like a, a fun, brutal type of weapon. Yeah, uh, but obviously, <laughs> obviously they went for the goof weapons, and mm-hmm. there was like a giant cutout of Brock Lesnar that immediately got destroyed at the beginning, and um, nice. a watermelon, that kind of thing. So they didn't even fucking touch our weapons. I thought you were just. I'm so. I'm so sorry. I thought you you were about to say they didn't even fuck the watermelon. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it seemed like a missed opportunity. I didn't say they didn't fuck the watermelon, buddy. Uh, can I ask you a pizza question? Absolutely. Yes. The, 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 ma- making the holes in the crust. Uh, you don't you don't want anything falling through that crust. Uh, you want you want a, a you don't. What, what, why you want little holes in the crust? It's a good question. Yeah, That's a yeah. fantastic so, question. So it just sort of aerates the dough a little oh, bit. Um, great. Because what happens when it goes in the oven is it rises. So those holes mm. that are in the dough when it's raw are not still there when the dough is cooked. Um, mm-hmm. It just sort of, if you think about it, like poking a bunch of uh, forks in a hot dog before you cook it so it doesn't just blow its load. It's kind of the mm. same thing. <laughs> this is great. great. <laughs> Patrick, did, uh-huh. I, did I answer your question? You absolutely. Thank you so much. And Patrick, can I just say thank you so much for asking a pizza question? Because we've been contractually <laughs> banned from asking any more pizza questions because uh, we got too excited about pizza questions. <laughs> oh, I had, I'm, I'm sorry, Oren. Then if, if, if you're tired of answering no. the pizza questions, I'm, I'm done with the pizza questions. No, after, no. after I do want you to describe... Describe me as a pizza, but you know that's <laughs> I paid for that on the Patreon tier that you I did. did. I, the, yeah, that's, you get that. Yeah, yeah, thousand dollars a month is is a lot to ask, but I think that mm. um, it's worth it for the the quality of the product that I'm getting in return. Um, mm. So yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Um. Okay. <laughs> Live on the show. This is a 20th episode spectacular. This is you wouldn't get this on a regular episode. This is not. This does not usually happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, can you? Would you be happy to describe Patrick as a pizza right now? All right. What we've got is we've got a large, a large twenty-inch pizza. That's a big Ooh. fucking pizza, right? But as uh, they get. What we have in the middle of that pizza is a dozen roses. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's 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 good because it's 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 on one hand sort of a sweet romantic mm-hmm. gesture but on the other mm-hmm. hand completely useless mm. yeah. <laughs> and also kind of a, a dark omen i feel like yeah <laughs> it yeah. almost feels like a threat a little bit so i like it it's very big which is that that feels like a compliment that's true that feels like, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. in terms of size that you're the, you've been the biggest pizza described so far patrick so you know you're doing okay nice <laughs> what, 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 what conversation did I completely derail? We're talking about bringing weapons. Oren, I was I was enjoying hearing you talk about this the show in uh, Florida. Fist wrestling. <laughs> Perfect. Nice one, Pat. <laughs> I can tell that you've listened to the show before, so you know how the segues usually work out. That was that was very very nicely handled. Thank you. Uh, uh, Oren, I've got a question. Did you get your shit back after it? Did it, did it even get used, or was it just like left pristine by the by the two wrestlers? So to add insult to injury, no, I did not get my shit back. Oh, uh, what? Uh, not what? only did they not use the weapons, but I did not retrieve the weapons. Was there an opportunity to retrieve the weapons that just would have looked too <laughs> yeah. suspicious if I'll you had t- taken? I'll tell you why I didn't. Is because at the end of the show. 
the uh, the sort of announcer guy got on and he said, all right, who wants to help us clean up mm. this mess? Mm. <laughs> and I walked out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the whisk. Yeah, you can have it, buddy. Use it to clean up the mess. Was that was it like a, was it much blood and stuff, or was it mostly cupcakes and dildos? There was some blood. Yeah, there was some blood. Um, God, who bled? Um, I want to say no. Martin Stone didn't bleed, and there were some there were some bigger names too. Chuck Taylor was there. Um, oh, nice. Uh, Leo Rush was there, the man of the hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then um who else who are the big yeah that's pretty much it chuck and leo but uh, <laughs> chuck and leo coming to abc this fall oh cole cabana was there but you know uh, uh, i thought he said big name someone bled yeah there yeah. was some blood uh there was there's oh oh fuck darby allen was there my bad hmm. oh um, nice he must have done something stupid right and, and yes and i would say that that was probably my favorite thing of the night he wrestled a guy who forgive me i don't remember his name but he just also looked kind of like darby allen but a little mm. less cool <laughs> So it was sort of a small goth versus small goth match. And sure. Darby climbed up this this venue. Was It's a large, sort of like, think of like the type of a club that's sort of like a warehousey type of deal. And it had these big pillars that went up to the ceiling, two stories. And Darby climbed up to the top at the ceiling and did his backwards free fall thing onto the fucking floor. And... Every time he does that, I don't, I'm just not prepared for it. You know, like it's, it really sucks to watch. Yeah, I've seen some um, <laughs> AR Fox matches where he has jumped off yeah. of balconies and stuff. And it's always the same kind of vibe where it's like, you're never prepared to see that in real life. And you never feel like they're getting paid enough to no. do whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And it just, it's a kind of uncomfortable. It's like, oh, that's crazy. Thank you for doing that for me. But you don't have to. No, you really, and not only do you not have to, but you should. Yes, please, please don't. <laughs> yeah. I have like legitimately, this is super nerdy, but like legitimately thought about like, trying to sign wrestlers up for like insurance and shit like that like yeah. hey like listen if you need help with the paperwork like i can help you navigate the websites and shit like that let's get you some medical insurance no absolutely if there was a way to give someone a gift card that was health insurance i would make a point of sending or you know what let's leo rush it let's instead of throwing dollars at him <laughs> let's just give them all gift cards with health insurance on them mm, god mm-hmm. yeah no darby allen's a maniac i love him but i really wish he would not um go to uh dirty punk wrestling shows in the middle of nowhere in florida <laughs> and risk his life in such a terrible way no no what if darby allen were to beef up to a ryback size mm. and ryback beef <laughs> down to darby <laughs> allen size and they both grow ponytails would they be a good tag team oh, man <laughs> could they do yeah like ryback is sort of a darby allen's dad type of deal where he's sort of like um i i, I see this working right um where so he's got a Ryback is a little daddy to a big Darby. Yeah, I was thinking of a transfer of <clears throat> hey power. Like Ryback one day touches Darby Allen, yep. and then the next Allen. time we see him, they're like opposites. Hey Tom. Yeah. Hey Tom. Hey guys. Cool. Uh, we're, sorry about we're, that. My... we're talking. We're talking about what would happen if Darby Allen and Ryback transferred power. And <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And Ryback got really small, and Darby Allen got really big. Yeah. <laughs> are they both doing the same thing? Like, are they just so it's like just a Ryback-sized Darby? Wait, they transferred power. So Ryback is now the size of Darby Allen. Darby Allen's the size of Ryback. Yes, but they've yeah. both grown ponytails. <laughs> <laughs> both grown ponytails. Uh, that would be the most exciting thing I think I could possibly imagine. That'd be amazing. Do you think they'd learn any lessons? And what lessons do you think <laughs> they'd each learn? I think. 
God, what a good question. Uh, I think Darby Allen would learn that, you know, having increased muscle mass and increased, like, uh, body uh, size kind of, like, is, is, is a good thing because it helps, like, absorb the, like, you know, the shock from all his, like, silly falls. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think he would learn, like, a lesson about, like, you know, how to not look down on all these buff guys uh, <laughs> and that he should actually learn to respect them more. And I think Ryback would learn... Ryback, Ryback would not learn any lessons. No, uh, Ryback would just... He would hate it the whole time. He'd just be so cross. It'd he'd be, just be it'd like... It'd be great. I, I, w- I would love the, the Ryback Darby Allen Freaky Friday, just where <laughs> one of them learns some very important important lessons, and the other one is just angry the entire time that he's yeah. so small. I imagine him just being too ashamed to even leave the house or anything, like just like looking in the mirror at his scrawny yeah. self and just screaming at it. And just like, you know, just like trying to will his muscles to grow back and trying to force himself to grow back to the, the size he was before, but it just not what, happening. What, what if he did, though? Like, so what, what if it... It almost became a sort of Freaky Friday body loan program where if you wanted to to get bigger, you just switched bodies with Ryback right. and oh, just man. by his his pure you know his pure force of will would his make your body energy. huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is this then, sounds a lot like an episode of Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> where, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, where Go a, on. Oh, well, please allow me to continue. Um, but but what I what I what I'd like to do is sort of piggyback off of that idea and say that it just they there there's just this cascade then of Ryback going from one body to the next mm. until it's hard. For, nobody even knows at this point. It's like who who did he to begin with? Who was Ryback? Yeah, who was Ryback? Mm. Yeah. This also sounds like a quantum leap scenario where Ryback is just like jumping from body to body, just like making them like huge versions of himself, <laughs> never finding <laughs> never finding his way home, but just like making a difference to to you know to society in general. The one guy who's always on his podcast can be a Ziggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry, this is another another sidetrack. Who is the guy on Ryback's podcast? <laughs> That is, I mean, Patrick. I thought I thought with it when you were coming on here that you're a wrestling fan. Uh, yeah. Obviously, that's Pat Buck. <laughs> I think everyone knows about Pat Buck. That's uh, he was on Cody Rhodes's list, if you'll remember. <laughs> okay. He was. You'll remember from Cody Rhodes's list as being the one guy that everyone asked who's Pat Buck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my, I, gee, who is Pat Buck? I think he's in New Jersey, and I think he's a wrestler slash promoter. Okay. Yeah, he the one the one promotion that Ryback wrestles for is Pat Buck's promotion. <laughs> so he that is that is Pat Buck, and that is uh yeah. So that answers your question. There's no more to it. That's Pat Buck. Welcome to. It's Pat good. Buck. No, it's really it's really good. I'm glad that I know now. So do you feel a kinship with him because he's a Pat too? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the fact that he hangs out with Ryback as often as I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, just two Pats and a Ryback. Do you who top three Pats, Patrick? If you had to name top three top Pats, head? yeah, yeah. Uh, let me think. Which Pats are you proud of? So the, the only one I could think of when you asked mm-hmm. me that was Pat. Pat. I right, hold on. I just got a second one. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me see if I can get a third one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. We're having a break. Uh, first one off the top of my head. Uh, these are just the first three pats I could think of. Uh, so, by by necessity, also the best pats. Uh, first one, Pat Sajak. Mm-hmm. Yes, Pat good Sajak, pat. really good. Good, pat. good pick. One of the great conservatives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those classic conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, n- next up in the number two slot, we have a uh, Patrick Duffy. Oh, yes. good choice. Another good one. Delicious. Nice. nice. Yum, yum. And uh, number number one, 
Mm. Uh, just just to recap, so let's let's so in, in recap <laughs> videos, it's good to recap the, yes, the yeah. stuff before you reveal the number one. So at number three, <laughs> uh, Pat Sajak. Number yep. two, Patrick Duffy. Number one, taking our number one slot, Patrick Waugh, spelled Patrick R O R O Y. He's a goalie for the New York <laughs> New York uh, New York Rangers in the 1990s. Um, I had a post. I had a poster of him above my bed um, because I lived in upstate New York when I was five and his name was also Patrick. So my dad thought, well, like, this is a good access point to sports for my son is the goalie of this hockey team whose name is also Patrick. That's all it takes. You know, that's the same reason. That's the same reason I had a poster of Orrin Hatch on my wall as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Who is Orrin Hatch? Who's that? Oh wait, who? Oh, you're not from this country, Orrin Hatch. <laughs> Orrin Hatch is a United States senator. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I was going to ask you next, Orrin. Like, literally, is there any other Orrin that you've ever been aware of? But you know, you've you beat me to it. Mm-hmm. Is that the only famous Orrin, or was there any other famous Orrin? That's the only famous Orrin. There was a character in Parks and Rec named Orrin, right? Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, there's. Oh yeah. What other, there's uh, the one of your biggest influences. The the never-ending story. The the snaky amulet thing is called the Orrin. Oh, mm. that's yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a solid couple. Yeah, there we go. Name talk. That's again another <laughs> fantastic feature. We're kind of get, this is kind of like a greatest hits show where we're just going through some of our you know, great, <laughs> greatest features from the years. We're just phoning it in this episode. Yeah, we're just kind. Of, we're just going to go through all the classics. It's sort of like a live clip show. It, it is. In fact, this whole episode is just clips from previous episodes. Yeah. Um, if you don't remember them, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, in, in the tradition of of reading things online, would you mind if I, if I ran a little segment here and you can cut it if you want to? No, I would love that. No, go That'd ahead. Okay, I would. So uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and drop a couple tweets into the, uh, <laughs> the the Skype chat here, and I'd like somebody to to maybe you can take turns describing them. So the, the here's what I want to do right now is I, I am uh, since the last episode I have become a very big fan of the Twitter account. Uh, WWE Mark <laughs> W. Calloway. Yes. <laughs> the real Undertaker. Yeah. Particularly the things that uh, he chooses to retweet, uh, which is so people tweet at him and then he will retweet. Yeah. Uh, the, the real Undertaker will re- retweet, retweet the things they've sent to him. So I'm going to go ahead and drop the first one into Skype right now. And I'd love one of you to describe this for me. You mean put it on the table in a piece of paper? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, well, in the studio, well, yes. No, I, do, I, I thought it was weird that you choose to use Skype to yeah. communicate with each other, even though we're well, all sitting on the table. it's a really big table. table. The table is really long. <laughs> it's, yeah. Otherwise, we'd have to yell, and that that wouldn't carry well on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just now opening this up. And, uh, yeah. That's, that's, that, that's <laughs> oh, a, my God. Uh, Aaron, do you want to take this one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag WWE. <laughs> oh my oh god. No. Okay, I'm not going to read yeah. it. Okay, yeah. so what we have going on here is <laughs> a list of names and hashtags that include mm-hmm. WWE, both the hashtag and the at. Hashtag mm-hmm. not Rushmore. <laughs> He's also tagged Jericho, Steve Austin. Himself, Triple H, and an account called Flare Boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's an image that has a watermark at the bottom that says faceinhole.com. <laughs> and it's a picture of Mount Rushmore with the following mm-hmm. faces in it Triple H, Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, and 
WWE real Mark Calloway. Of course, The Undertaker himself. And I, uh, wait, are you saying, this isn't, so you're saying that was photoshopped in because it's very difficult to tell from this image that this isn't the real Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I think we should address that um, these are not photoshopped in the best way. Um, no. Triple H is really just, it's really just Triple H's eyes, his nose, and his yep. mouth. <laughs> Clearly using a program called faceinhole.com. <laughs> it's a great showcase for that program. I, yeah. I've got I've got two or three more of these, and this is the next one I'd like somebody to describe for me. <laughs> Beautiful. Let's see this one. Oh my god! This? Um, <laughs> uh, Whoever describes this, please talk about the tweet before that this person replied to. Um, I can't see that fantastic quote. Socks, do you want to take this one? Oh, Tim, sure. Socks, whoever. Oh, sucks, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll take it, yeah. Go for it. Uh, the, the preceding tweet is from The Undertaker, WWE, Mark W. Calloway, uh, mm-hmm. and it is in quotes and says, I am the true <laughs> definition of living legend. <laughs> and the true is capitalized. <laughs> the true is capitalized and says yeah. living legend. And there's a space between legend and the end quote. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> as, as it should be done, yeah. Right. And what does the next tweet uh, say, Socks? The reply, uh, the reply is just a picture of the WWE Mark Calloway leg dropping Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and it is red text on like the vibrant background of WrestleMania mm-hmm. that says, "My love for wrestling starts from Undertaker and ends at Undertaker." <laughs> it, and then there's another one right after that in the same style of Biker Taker throwing his hand up, going. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Thank you, Taker. <laughs> oh man! And it is this. This is just the real Undertaker, though. This is like you know who yes. else would kind of retweet these beautiful, these beautiful <laughs> messages from fans? This is lovely stuff. So this, this next one is is there, there's something suspicious about it to me, and um. <laughs> This is this is an extremely special one. This is this is a beautiful. Uh, this is a beautiful. Absolutely, one. yeah. Uh, this one is was tweeted. Uh, this this one they just tagged the Undertaker in this one. This was not tweeted directly at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it says great innings, <laughs> uh, both capitalized. Great uh, innings, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, uh, they've they've tagged Team Undertaker, yeah. WWE Mark Calloway, WWE WWE Network. Uh, Dead Man Takers, which, uh, which is not an account. That's not a real account. account, is it? No, yeah. And and the Undertaker, <laughs> and it's it, it's a picture of um the Undertaker's hat and coat in the the WrestleMania ring where he left it, mm-hmm. uh, and a folding chair in the foreground, and it says mm-hmm. uh, on the image, "Thank you for the memories," and then uh, in yellow text, all caps. And I think m- most importantly to me, yes, in quotes, it says Undertaker. Mm. Uh, mm. And so the, the having it in quotes to me just... Yeah, there's a... It makes you question it, doesn't it? It does a bit. Like, why, why would they do that? Are yeah. they being sarcastic? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the memories, Undertaker. Yeah, it's like he's mad he lost and retired. Not so much the Undertaker now, are you? That's what I'm getting from it. <laughs> I would also say, like, I, what really kind of drew my eye to this this picture was the the text at the top, which is kind of commemorating his achievements, which is 2,275 fights, 
1,717 wins and 91 draws. Uh, which, you know, <laughs> I would have said the 1,717 wins is kind of, it's kind of impressive by itself, you know, so I would say, you know, including the draws as well, it's an interesting tidbit, but I don't know for a picture commemorating The Undertaker, it's not necessary, you know, we can leave out the draws, you know, we can just keep it for the wins. Uh, but yeah, that's, a, that's a, again, what a beautiful account. What a, thank you for sharing these beautiful memories with us. Patrick. Yeah, I've never looked at his retweets before. That's real good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, you are anytime. I, and I can continue corresponding on these retweets if you need me to. Please, because so. they're great, great stuff. Yeah, we have we have an official Ryback correspondent in Oren. Uh, but now mm-hmm. I think we need, you know, now that he has all the time, now that he's retired mm-hmm. to, to you know, keep <laughs> tweeting and retweeting uh, WWE Mark Calloway, the real undertaker. I, I just want to describe one more for you. With I'm not going to make <laughs> you go through the, the rigmarole of, of describing it for me, mm-hmm. but it was a picture of uh, WWE Mark Calloway as the character of The Undertaker uh, being arrested uh, <laughs> in, in, in a backstage segment where I'm guessing he did something criminal to Vince McMahon and he was removed from the building. Mm-hmm. And the text on the photo said, you, you can't arrest The Undertaker, mm-hmm. uh, which... <laughs> This is really, I love because like he was definitely getting arrested. In yeah. So. <laughs> I like to imagine that's what the Undertaker's just... saying at that moment in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually looking at this right now, and you forgot to add that there are four emojis, <laughs> and they are yellow muscle arm, uh, mm. bam emoji. <laughs> Yellow fist mm. and another bam emoji. Mm. I call that the, that's a classic <laughs> rock combo. I think that's the rock yeah. signature combo of emojis. You know, it's a, it's there. a little Dana Brooke, but it's a little yeah. rock as well. Yeah, it just projects strength. Yeah, uh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you again. Another trip down. You know, another fantastic segment. You know, visiting WWE Mike Calloway. Hey. guys, another another fantastic thing that we've done across the episodes and across the uh, across the years is take emails. And uh, well, not always emails. In this case, not emails. We've taken questions from from some of our fantastic uh, friends and listeners. Technically, all of the questions are from Twitter, but you did email them to me, so I think they do count as emails. Exactly. So these questions were email. These e- these questions have been filtered through the email <laughs> ecosystem. They've been they've been polished up. They've been uh, shined up real nice, and they're ready for for, for consumption. So hey, hey Patrick, I know you. I know you're a busy guy. Can you stick around for some uh, for some questions, maybe? Absolutely, that would be fantastic. I would love that. All right. Well, you can email us at wrestlingonair at gmail dot com, or send us just anything you want at hashtag askwoa. And our first question comes in from I'm your cousin man, which which isn't actually a question. It's just a statement to us that says, "Ask Pat to name one wrestler as good as Toad." Pat. Name one wrestler as good as Toad. Uh, Name one wrestler as good as Toad, please. I strongly believe that Wario would be a very good professional wrestler. Okay, well, that's not the question. (laughs) 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 The question Mm. is, name Name one one wrestler wrestler as good as Toad. toad. What you've done there is name... (laughs) How did you interpret that question? You've named a Nintendo character who would be a good wrestler, which is a, also a good yeah. question. And that's some, that's, that is a good question. That's some extra credit that you've done for this question. Thank you. That's, that's a great point. That's a great point in the way that I answered that question. Socks, I, can you just write that down in pencil, please? Like, that's not, it's not necessary can do. to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah you. thanks. Right. Uh, a wrestler who is as good as Toad as is... As good as Toad, um, yeah. 
It's a toughie, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, hang on. I'm going to get this. As good as I'm, I'm trying to think about the things that make Toad Toad. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy face. Subservient, sort of small happy face. A mushroom sort hat. Ch- ch- cherubic. Mushroom hat. Um, Very nice vest. Waistcoat. Mm. Yeah, vest, vest weeks, waistcoat thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabu. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Sabu. yeah. Perfect. Sabu. Yeah, I yeah. see it. Yeah. Do you think uh, underneath the vest, Toad is as horrifically scarred as, as Sabu is with all his... Uh... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Toad has broken yeah. every bone in his body twice. <laughs> uh, was there a second part to that question, Socks? Uh, I'm your cousin man also demands that we ask Pat for an update on his arm. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Pat, what's going on with that arm? It's good. It, it, it's a good arm. So arm update. Um uh still still too small still sort of uh getting getting a little bit too much sun a little more sun than i like because the upper portion of it has gotten no sun so it's sort of that mm. what they call the farmer's tan in in yeah. uh, in the states what do they call that in the in, in the uk you, you're not the same sort of agrarian background they call what do you call it a, that? a meat pie a meat pie uh tan they call that yeah. They they call that the meat pie tan. Yeah, that's actually a great. I don't know if okay. we have a specific name for it. Can I? Hey, I got a question for the 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 fellas and also the lady if she wants to join in as well. Uh, do you guys do you guys have significantly hairier forearms than your upper arms? Like significantly? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have like almost minimal hair on like you know the bicep area, but then below that it's yeah. like you know Robin Williams or something. It's crazy. Oh yeah. yeah re- really, nothing above the elbow for me. Um, you think that's a t-shirt thing? I mean, you think that's tied oh, to wearing t-shirts? I wear a lot of t-shirts, and I'm completely hairy from my elbow up, but really nothing <laughs> going on. It's like a sealed stomach from the elbow down. It's it's but yeah, just slick and just you know, kind of moist to the touch. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a very hairy person, but like my my forearms are about as hairy as it gets. I guess. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, good arm update. Um. Wait, hold on. Question, Socks, please. you're wait, the hairiest wait, person I know. Yes. What, what's what's yeah. that's going on up there? Uh, there's, there's, it's not as hairy as the forearm, but the forearm hair is equally as hairy to every other part of my body. Okay, so. that's mm. pretty gross. I've seen your forearms, man. <laughs> uh, next question, please. Right. <laughs> next question. <laughs> next question. Our next question on. comes in from Dirty W. Who asks, mm-hmm. how much has the big dog made so far off of bullet tickets, and can I get a follower's discount? Now, I I do want to ask which big dog this is, whether it's a Tom or Oren. We'll address that later. We'll address that later. We're not going to get into that now. <laughs> um, that's a fantastic question. And hey, th- this is going to be a fun bit for if you're for the podcast listeners. Hey, so podcast listeners, hey, it's your pal Tom here. Uh, so I do a fun bit on uh, Twitter where I screenshot like I've uh, ordered all of the tickets for a PWG live event for all the front row tickets, uh, and then I pretend that I have bought them all and then I'm selling them. I've been do- I've been doing this for about three years now, and I keep expecting people to realize <laughs> it's just a bit and to either ignore me or tell me I'm not funny or just. Just kind of, you know, just not go with it. It's not happening. Like, people are still going with it. People still think that I spent $27,000 to buy all of the front row tickets for uh, all three nights of Bola. And I've still got people telling me that they hope that they hope I get AIDS. And that they also hope that my family gets AIDS. Uh, which felt like almost nostalgic as an insult, because I haven't, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that for a while, and that kind of made me excited to to, to see someone still utilizing that. Um, 
so uh, yeah, you know, this is this is just a fun bit I do. It's not real. It's just fun. It's just fun, and I'm going to keep it, even though I've driven the bit into the ground. It keeps yeah, like, getting it should people not be funny up. anymore. It shouldn't be funny. It's not like, yeah, <laughs> I, every time I do it, I think, oh, this time it's going to get ignored, and just people are going to be, you know, like, and people are starting to say I'm not funny, mm. but like mm. in a way that is still making it funny. Uh, so I'm never going <laughs> to stop. But we doing knew this. that. This is just. We we already knew that. That's not going to stop me. That's not going to stop me. Uh, so yeah, this is this is just a fun bit. So I've not made no money except a lot of precious memories off of off of this experience of uh, of just lying to people. Just lie to people. It's fun. Give it a go. <sighs> Next question. All right, funky ass DG asks, who is the least woke wrestler of all time? Jeez. Mm. Mm. God, that's a that's a big list. God. Now, are we are we talking about people who have committed murders? Or... <laughs> I, think, I think murder can be woke. Yeah, yeah murder, there's definitely cases yeah. where murder is woke. Yeah, murder can be a woke act. Um, so hmm. I, I do want to ask Pat this because you do work for Vox Media and they do require you to fill out like an SJW test. So yeah, I yeah, do yeah. need I do need to know like from your perspective who you think the least woke wrestler is. Uh, can we limit to the to this to the least woke active wrestler? Yes, sure, that'll, sure. That'll be a great uh, qualifier. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> you say can argue there were a lot of older wrestlers who were not very woke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say I think uh, it's tough. Man, what if it was somebody really disappointing? Um, like, what if it was like somebody who actually... really wanted to like? Yeah. Mm. What about Bailey? What if Bailey was a fucking MAGA chud? <laughs> <laughs> I could, mm, I could see it. God, no, yeah. I, I, honestly, it's probably like uh, the, the the severity to somebody's unwokeness is probably hard to quantify. But the the most woke person with the most influence is probably Randy Orton, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that's probably yes. it. Yeah, Randy's a good yeah. one. Now, when I think of, like, n- now, it used to not be this way, but now when I think of, like, woke, I think of somebody who thinks, you know, that thinks they're woke, but aren't woke. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hmm. who's the most faux fo- woke is, is what you're kind of, like, looking at it. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Seth Rollins. <laughs> Fuck, that's... <laughs> I was going to say I've had a conversation with with a with a friend about who is who. Okay, so is Seth Rollins more sexist than AJ or more of a misogynist than AJ Styles is a racist? <laughs> and we've had this conversation and tried to figure it out, and it's a tough one. We've kind of gone back and forth on it a few times. Yeah, it's kind of a toss up. Yeah, it's really hard to say. I think any given day, I think maybe AJ AJ edges it out, but um, you know, yeah, yeah. If if it's if it's whether uh, Seth Rollins is more misogynist than uh, than AJ Styles is homophobic, it's a clear winner. It's clearly, oh, yes. yeah, clearly, and, yeah, going, that going and that's that's almost that's you kind of you can't kind of use AJ Styles as homophobia as uh, as something as a comparison because it that's just wins true. every time. You know, it's just yeah. every single time. Uh, sorry, Tim, what were you gonna say as far as the the the, the least uh, like like non active wrestlers? Like one of the first yes. to come to mind is like CM Punk, like because he always thought yeah. he was standing for like the right thing and stuff, and he was to an <laughs> yeah, extent. Yeah. But then he'd take one yeah. step too many. It's like, oh wait, no, you, you don't you don't get what you're saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. He, he, 
he seems very much like one kind of like bad fan interaction away from just like you know just like completely crumbling you know just like and just saying every single yeah. terrible thing that you could imagine and then issuing an apology yeah. Yeah. but you know it's it seems to be a, be a real mess with uh, with that guy <laughs> Uh, any more? Uh, yeah. woke, the uh, most opinions? devastating would be if Sami Zayn ended up having a bad opinion. <laughs> yeah, that would that, that would be me. a real so. Yeah, that would be. I mean, he wears swastikas <laughs> all over his gear. I don't know why he's surprised. But he's keeping it to himself. It's people can have these opinions as long as they're yeah. you know just as long as they're just incorporating it into their gear. That subtly, is an ancient symbol. <laughs> oh, man, sorry. Oh, I, I want to give y'all sorry it just remembered the the, the, the most faux woke wrestler is the most disappointing for me to say out loud it's daniel bryan yeah yeah yes yeah. thank you jill stein voter mm, yep. yeah yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> is he? Have we confirmed that? Nobody have we, have here we, have has we confirmed tested his that. Children yet? <laughs> we've said it enough that I think it's basically true now. Like it's we've kind of. <laughs> I can believe it. We have no proof on that. I was in my, my my lift on the way back from from work, and I've switched over to Lyft uh, from Uber because I am I am also woke. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. My car that. has to have a mustache. Yeah, I uh, th- there's this fucking billboard that sticks up above the highway, and ma- maybe Tom, you've seen this, and it says, mm. "Eat real food." Oh God! <laughs> and I just felt like I was, I was like, yeah. it, it made me think of Daniel Bryan, and yeah. I was like, no, I don't want to. Uh, don't tell yeah. me what to do. I'm actually not. Um, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. It's one of those ones which you just you try not to think about too much, but. It's hard not to. It's just kind of, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's right there. Thanks for the question, right. Funky SDG. Right. Next question, please. Yeah. Gay Wrestling Fan asks, in your capacity as internet wrestling celebrity fans, thank you mm-hmm. so much for being so nice to us, by the way. Thank you. Tire- tirelessly crusading against the haters and trolls who will not win, how do you keep from becoming just as mean, insincere, and bullying as they are? As Nietzsche said, stare long enough into the abyss, and the abyss stares back, or at least Joseph Park does. Happy 20th podcast. So how do we how do we keep our heads above water? How do we not become haters and trolls ourselves? Which I think Tom definitely has already succumbed uh, succumbed to. When you're like me and you've been trained to be a celebrity your whole life, um, <laughs> yeah. from the moment you were born, you kind of just come to expect this. Uh, at an early age, my parents would degrade me um, to the point <laughs> where like nothing affects me anymore. I have no feelings. Yeah. So now, um, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just thick skin. If you don't have thick skin, get off the internet. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> and I will come into your mentions and tell you that if you say I was being offensive. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Tim. Tim is tired of being told that you know he. You can't tell him what to do. All right, you know well, this is this is free speech. <laughs> All the PC brigade coming after him. Uh, Personally, I, I, I just I love working the marks. Oh, is. That feels good. I've never heard that term before. What does that mean exactly? I'm not familiar Marks, with that. It's mm. what you put on paper with a pen. Yeah, it's just like I, I like I like writing down my feelings. Which is, sorry, working the mark is what I call writing down my feelings so that it's journal I can Tom sort of com- comprehend them before I share them with other people. Um, yeah. 
and the fantastic thing that, that so one, one one method I use is you know sometimes you know you get you have moments where you kind of get a little bit outrageous on you know Twitter and you're just kind of giving people some shit. Uh, if you ever regret it, just say you were drunk. Just say you were drunk. You've been drinking. And, uh, it's fine. What am I going to do? Not tweet these things when I'm drunk? Come on, come on. That's ridiculous. Uh, so that's again, that's just a, an easy way to handle it. Just uh, yeah, just yeah. Uh, just say you were drunk. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, next question, please. Stu Hugs asks, "What type of pizza would the really good toad be?" Oh, we're back to the toad. We're doing a combination pizza toad chat, yeah. Finally. So we got a real collaboration, a good collabo going. Yeah. You have a real strong brand, Pat. You have a real strong brand. Yeah, <laughs> you really we do. Need, we need to. Yeah, we need to. We need to kind of think about this a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, so okay. I think the obvious choice is is, is a mushroom based pizza, but I think we should stay away <laughs> from that. I think we should. That's disrespectful to the toad. I feel like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm. I feel like. Ooh. You know. Are pepperonis too obvious? No. Is that kind of no, like- not at all. Because pepperonis are. So here's the thing: is 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 the essence of the toad is that it is friendly, but it is strong, and I think pepperoni exemplifies that because it is both a familiar flavor that we're all used to as pizza fans, but it's also, you know, it's 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 spicy. Yeah. And also on the aesthetic level, it looks like the dots on his head. Oh, that's that's too matchy matchy. That's a little too basic, and I'm really, honestly, kind of insulted that you hey, would. Hey, Patrick. Yeah. Don't be too mean to me. <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. Just give him a taste. Just give him a taste. He doesn't want the whole thing. Yeah, just a, just a little taste is oh. fine. Orin, do, do do you have any other thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm wondering if we should do sort of a half and half kind of mm-hmm. deal, though, because I feel like maybe the top half should be pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, maybe that's a little too obvious in terms of, you know, aesthetically. Mm-hmm. God forbid. The bo- mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is that Tim? It's fine. Just just call it Tim. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking that I'm thinking the bottom half. Mm-hmm. I just I just shave my head. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All those beautiful mm. brunette curls. You need some good hair on that. Yeah. yeah. Mm, delicious. Now, how does that sound? It sounds delicious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yum. God, now I'm hungry for pizza. Uh, next question, please. Yeah, cool. Good question. Yeah, fantastic question. Great question. Mm. God, delicious. All right. All right. Bees on the swarm ass. <laughs> Who was your favorite... Who was your favorite wrestler as a kid, and who is your favorite now? Also, who would prevail in a match between the two of them? Very good question. I'll, I'll take this one right off, and the answer is Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, I think the latest iteration of Hulk Hogan would win because he has he has you know less to lose. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Financially, though, does he, though? <laughs> I would say the latest iteration of Hulk Hogan because he's kind of, um, he's no holds barred now in some ways, but he's also got a lot of money. So he could just, you know, he could buy his way mm-hmm. to success over the, the, the younger, brasher Hulk Hogan. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer to that question. I, I, I didn't watch a lot of wrestling as a kid. <laughs> no, it was fine. Uh, well, no? who was the first wrestler that you saw who, like, default became your favorite? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm. You mean like as an adult when I started watching yeah, wrestling? Yes, exactly. Shit. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. I, 
Daniel Bryan. It's boring. It's a boring answer, but it's 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 true. I saw him. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now who would kick his ass? Yeah, who would beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan? Because he's got those problems, so it wouldn't be hard. I'm, th- I'm thinking the drifter Elias Sampson. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, no. The straight shooter. <laughs> oh, that hurts so, Steven here. So you would like to see uh, the drifter Elias Sampson essentially put Daniel Bryan in a wheelchair after he hits him with one of his signature guitars? <laughs> no, that would make me really sad. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, Tom, you suck over a line. Yeah, it's nice to have a conclusion to these things, though, you know? Like, I'm, I'm tired of Daniel Bryan just, like, dancing around and, you know, saying, oh, maybe I'll come back. Put that fucker mm-hmm. in a wheelchair. Let's finish this. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I would say my favorite wrestler as a kid was The Ultimate Warrior. Uh, now it's Kevin Owens. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior is dead. It wouldn't be too hard, to be honest. I think Kevin Owens would be yeah, right. Yeah, easy match. Easy win. Mine would be um, Sting versus mm. Kenny Omega. Mm. 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 And if they are both at their peak wrestling... Um, I would, I would have to give it, and it, it hurts to say because I, uh, I paint my face every day to like to this very day, <laughs> I still paint yes. my face. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kenny Omega would probably beat Sting, huh? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sting's yeah. a pretty beefy boy. Would Sting be think it sinful that his move is the uh, one winged <laughs> angel? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And would that give would that give Sting the edge because it would like outrage him like on a uh, outrageous Christian His sensibilities and face paint would turn to the red uh, NWO face paint. He'd be so <laughs> <Yeah>. mad. <laughs> but would that would he lose composure? Like would he be able to keep his cool when he was like you know? Yeah, fighting that this, might this actually give uh, the Stinger the upper hand. Yeah, God. Man, I, don't know how I think that Kenny Omega would win just on the fact that he's obviously a superior martial artist mm. uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in in the ring. His strikes are, you know, they're, they're deadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Kenny Omega. Yeah. I would have on my spreadsheet of uh, people with the best strikes. I would have Kenny Omega above Sting. I'm so glad you're maintaining that. That's <laughs> yeah. it's coming so handy when I've needed to just know, like you know, who's the best ma- ma- best ma- martial artist. Uh, Aaron, yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear yours, Aaron. Let's fucking hear it. All right. Um, my favorite wrestler as a kid was the Million Dollar Man. Nice. Mm. Yep. My favorite wrestler now is Oscar. Nice. Mm. That's a yeah. real good. Mm-hmm. That'd like be a real. Um... Oh, and in in a in a blockbuster intergender teardown. <laughs> I feel like, you know what? Million Dollar Man's going to kick her yep. ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, did y'all know what a Ted DiBiase's finisher was? Yes. He'd put the whole crowd to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's Tim going after the Million Dollar Man. I was hoping we'd be able to go one podcast without Tim going after the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. But, uh, it's, was, we're not going to make it. I have a huge beef with him. <laughs> He's got a real problem with him. Oh, also, also a a, a um a very very god fearing man. Mm. So you wonder mm-hmm. if maybe maybe Oscar calling herself you know the goddess of the sun or empress. Uh, <laughs> sorry, true. never mind. You know what? <laughs> back up. I really she, she, she doesn't call herself a goddess. Yeah. She calls herself the empress. So um disregard. I think he would be fine with that because there are worldly empresses and there there's only one god. So. He I don't know. He's a huge believer in democracy and capitalism though. The one true god. Or and I didn't know you were such a fan of Ted DiBiase. Um, did you go? Did you like his son when he wrestled? 
<laughs> Did you go to, to DiBiase posse parties? <laughs> Were you part of the DiBiase posse, Arne? Well, it's it's funny because um, Ted DiBiase is from Mississippi, which is where I grew mm. up. And, and I think that's the reason I liked him is because a lot of kids I went to school with would like say that they saw him around. <laughs> and so people like kids would always be like, I saw Ted DiBiase mowing his lawn and stuff like that. Or, I saw I saw Ted DiBiase and his son at Sam's Completely Club. Completely encouraged, by the way, to be mowing his lawn and go yeah. to Sam's Club. Yeah. So it's you know, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like his son is older than me, maybe. Mm. But uh, it's possible we could have been friends. Mm. So with that in mind, uh, yes, I'm a huge fan of of the whole DiBiase clan. Yeah. Socks, do you have an answer? Uh. Not one as funny as the rest of those. See, it, it it would just be like Undertaker and like Chuck Taylor for me. And I That's don't a know, dream match. I don't. I would. Yeah, I'd that was a dream that. match. Yeah. I would yeah. like to see that. Yeah. yeah. Would it be the real Undertaker yeah. or would it be uh, you know the not the real Undertaker? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, sorry, that was stupid of me. The there absolute real Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Next question, please. Next question. <clears throat> Doc Ruiz12 asks, what would be some other countries' versions of the Punjabi prison match? Try not to be problematic, please. <laughs> well, that's going to be uh, difficult. I love this question, <laughs> mostly because I'm ignoring the second part of it. Uh, all right, so I, <laughs> I have an immediate thought about the kind of match that I would want to see, which is like country-specific. And it would be a Leaning Tower of Pisa match. Where mm. you have like a leaning tower, like a big, a big, like, um, like, uh, like a big plastic tube, like made out of that, like, you know, that unbreakable plastic, like they use for like the elimination chamber doors. Um, and it's, there's no ring involved really, but it's just a big plastic tube, but it's on like a, a pivot. Um, so the goal is to kind of like fight up the tube that is leaning in, in one direction <laughs> and then fight all the way to the top. So it kind of pivots down and then you kind of like, do you know what I mean? So it kind of like yeah. tilts from one side to the other. Ooh, that's uh, and good. also, yeah, and also it's full of pizzas and uh, like, you know, <laughs> mafia people and stuff like that. Uh, and that can okay. represent, <laughs> and that can represent the fantastic people of Italy uh, yeah. in a in a real spicy match that uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll absolutely love. Uh, so yeah, that's my idea: the Leaning Tower of Pisa match. Just basically, yeah, I think I think that'd work out pretty well. What about you guys? <laughs> I've got one. Let's hear it. Yeah. I I feel like for I'm going to choose Germany. Nice. And I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's specifically. That's, exa- yeah, that's exactly really, why I picked it. Yeah, no, no ways this could. Yeah, yeah. go go ahead. Yeah. I'm thinking of a pretzel on a pole map. Mm, okay. Delicious. Where the pole is also a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> Double eagle. Oh, God. So you've got one really big, long pretzel mm-hmm. that and imagine imagine the wrestlers having to climb this bready pretzel <laughs> right where they're just like they're digging their hands in but the the it's just falling yeah, off yeah, and they're yeah. getting these chunks of salt into their eyes mm-hmm. and yeah. you know um so so you're the, the you know first you have to try to get up to the top which is hard enough in itself mm-hmm. but then the pretzel hanging from the top is um a naughty pretzel mm-hmm. you know Ooh. like a pretzel the, tra- the traditional pretzel twist yeah. um which you'd think would be easy to grab a hold mm. of but when a strong and beefy and uh, physically heavy wrestler does this the bread from the pretzel just like rips yeah, off yeah, and yeah. they fall back sure. down 
So, you know, you got to not only uh, you not not only get to the top, but find a clever way mm-hmm. to get the pretzel down. Mm-hmm. Now, Oren, Oren, a, a question, sorry, uh, sorry, a concern that I have right, mm-hmm. right, right off the bat with the description here is I think it's, it's a fantastic idea. And mm-hmm. I think the people of Germany would love it, love seeing their national food on display like this <laughs> is a, you, you might have problems with, you know, birds and pigeons. Do you have a contingency <laughs> contingency plan there to keep them away from the delicious crumb crumb morsels coming off of this pretzel tower? Yeah. Hmm. You know, I hadn't thought of that, but I feel like if you were to add some sort of, you know, like the the a structure mm. around the outside mm-hmm. of the ring, yes. maybe some sort of a pretzel prison. You could you could keep the birds on the outside. They could keep themselves comfortable mm-hmm. gnawing on the outside mm-hmm. of the cage, and they'd never you know they'd never disturb the. I actually on the really like the idea of the pigeons being a part of the match, and that, that's just a <laughs> thing that you would have to take care of if you're a wrestler in the match. That's true. Yeah. Alternatively, you could have active live snipers aiming at all the pigeons <laughs> while people are wrestling and trying to climb up this pole. Well, absolutely. Also in, an in, in a similar vein, I think um, uh, the, the, the cage is a really fantastic idea that plays into the theme really well, but uh, <laughs> I think it might obstruct the view of the audience. So I think one thing that maybe we could do is we could have the, the wizards at the, uh, you know, uh, in, in Connecticut come up with a, a good bird poison that we could just bake right into that pretzel. <laughs> so... Can I? Okay, when you say a bird poison, this is a, bo- a poison which will specifically only like be poisonous to birds. Because- oh no 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 no! I'm sorry, sorry. The boys at the shop are calling it the bird poison because it is going to kill anything in the case of it is to kill the birds so we're just going to yes. be really specific with the wrestlers and we can trust we can trust the wrestlers we'll tell okay. them don't eat the yeah, the, don't the eat bird the poison don't even yeah, lick don't it um, the, I, we my, won't tell the birds yeah because my, my question was going to be like what is the structural integrity of the the pretzel pole like is it just pretzel or does it like have a metal rod in the middle like could a wrestler eat through no it's mm-hmm. It's full pretzel. But then, yeah. it's, it's, so a wrestler that, could that becomes part of the strategy. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. That oh, becomes okay. part so of the strategy, like yeah. stopping the other person from eating it, or maybe letting them eat just enough that they get bloated and like too, <laughs> like too fucking like yeah. not. They're not. They're, they're too full to fight. Yeah. yeah. I think this is and this this just worked. This is just a good idea. This just this feels. Are in, uh, did you just find this idea when you were doing one of your tours of the WWE headquarters at Connecticut? This just feels like one <laughs> did of the ideas. You see a blueprint laying around. Yeah. I'm actually I'm sort of contracting with them right now, mm. just sort of a freelance mm, kind of sure. thing. And maybe I shouldn't have said anything about that on air, but hey, I did, and I'm sorry. It's good buzz. Yeah. This is this is the place to the place to get some uh, buzz for the pretzel match going. Yeah, this is it's what they called scoops. Yeah, yeah. Finally, <laughs> mm-hmm. what our podcast has been missing. Uh, Socks, Tim, do you have any good ideas for uh, non problematic uh, uh, country specific uh, matches? Yeah, um, I'm. I guess uh, mine would be South African theme. No, I'm not touching this one, guys. Wise decision. Yeah, yeah. I don't We've kind of do eliminated that. the safe countries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Next question. Crass pants asks, mm. "What finisher do you think would be most handy in day to day life?" Mm. Mm-hmm. I like this question because it's confusing as to like handy like is he does he mean if like (laughs) does he mean if you were allowed to do moves in real life without any fear of repercussion 
because you can just do wrestling moves in real life, you know, if you want and just like, you know, face the consequences. Um, can I tell you a time? I'm sorry. No, go for it. I, I would love to tell you a story about a, a time that this happened with, with me. Please do. Please I do. I want to hear this. Thank yeah. you. All right. Um, and it's got a great moral to it, too, which is, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to get to that part of it. Which is something uh, was, we need on this show. Yes. Uh, if I may briefly plug, Arcadia National Bar is my favorite bar in Portland, Maine, where I come from. And I became very good friends with the owner there. Uh, and he was also a big wrestling fan. And we would watch the wrestling pay-per-views at the bar there together. And one time uh, I ran into him outside the bar. Uh, and I hoisted him up for CM Punk's <laughs> classic finisher, the GTS. Um, and there happened to be a man on the street uh, who uh, was, you know, maybe not uh, in the best shape upstairs. Uh, uh, when he saw me hoist up my friend uh, and toss him into the air and knee him in the face, or, you know, <laughs> fake knee him in the face, yeah. he came running over so fast and he put his fists up and he was ready to fight me to defend the guy that I was beating the shit out of oh my god uh, and quickly quickly my friend Dave hopped up from the ground he's like no, no I'm sorry I'm sorry like no we're, we're just messing around we're just we're friends we're friends yeah uh, to try to calm this guy down so he didn't try to fight me uh-huh. uh, after he saw me GTS somebody <laughs> says we're friends we're friends and the guy yeah. calms down for a second and he goes it's a fucked up thing to do to your friend <laughs> Oh my god! So, <laughs> Which is absolutely true. It it's, is. It's, that's, it was. That's a bad point. And we, me and Dave looked at each other and we said, "You're right. It is." <laughs> I remember uh, um, I was young and uh, my cousin. Did, we were kind of just fighting around, and I threw my leg up and he kicked. He like to kick him and he caught my leg. So I was like, I didn't know mm-hmm. the name of it at the time. I was little. I was gonna enziguri, you know, where where I bring the <laughs> other leg over and whop him in the face. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> I did it, and like he just straight up just kind of moved his head a little, and I just flipped all the way over and just went face first into gravel. So that uh-huh. was fun. <laughs> nice. Oh man! So you guys are basically two a couple of real workers. Like you've got like you know some cred here. You can this say is, that. this is impressive stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like Pat, you literally worked that guy. You 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 guys. That was that was your moment. That was, but, that was like, amazing. These stuff. aren't really helpful in life. Um, then, what yeah. I'm thinking, what I'm thinking yeah. is like I can't reach something on this top shelf, but I have a high leap. I can jump up and hurricane rana it off the top, and then <laughs> pick it up. Yeah. On the yeah. Whatever it is, it's gonna break. It's gonna yeah. break from that attack that you just did on That's, it. You know, yeah. a little more critical thinking than I was doing. Um, but you're right. <laughs> oh man, uh, Patrick. I don't know. I I think. Uh... Yeah, this is really this is a hard one. What 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 would be useful? Um, hmm. I'm I'm just gonna say it, guys. And this is, as wrestling fans, this is really hard for all of us to admit. But wrestling moves are useless. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Unless you want to kind of do a fucked up thing to your friend, there's really no- <laughs> <They're> just mean. <laughs> just it's it's just an unpleasant thing to do to you. Don't do a wrestling person. move without ill intent. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess it's just like a, a spinning, jumping pile driver. If I just wanted mm-hmm. to fucking kill someone, uh, would be a yeah. useful thing to just know that I have in my back pocket. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's the only purpose it would serve to take another man's life, and, um, <laughs> and that's on me. And that's the most noble purpose. It of is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's just that's just a direction that I'm going to be taking my life. What move would you want to kill someone with? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Jumping, spinning pile driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yep. under a spike or something. 
you know, just so there's, that'd be the kindest way to kill someone, I think. Because then they'd be definitely be dead. They'd look amazing. <laughs> and I think it'd just be, you know, it'd just be a good way to go. Yeah. Similarly, I, I've been sort of obsessed with the idea of, um, even before I, I saw somebody do it in a DDT match, I, I, I've been obsessed with the idea of pile driving somebody into a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good idea. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. God, no, that's stuck in my head as well. Yeah, that's a good one. You're, you're, you're married, aren't you, Pat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, well. Cool, is that, is cool that related guys. to the topic? I'm sorry. We could, no, I'm just saying we could. You know, we got wives who are, are, are committed to us. We we could we could have a discussion with them. You know, about the the whole pile driver toilet situation, uh, and just yeah, see sure, how that goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not with yeah. each other's wives, just with our own individual wives. But you know, we should talk about this and come up with a strategy. If you guys are yeah. figuring out a swinger situation, this isn't know, a swinger situation. Okay, sure. This is just for the purpose of doing a pile driver into a toilet. Socks. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Next okay. question. Okay. Our good friend Ruben RJ asks, mm. which WWE superstar would most likely retweet the good toad? Another good question. Mm. Okay, uh, I, so I gave this as a joke answer earlier, um, <laughs> and I, I mean it for real now. Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All you gotta do is slap a mustache on that guy, and he's like, that's it, brother. Yeah. Not even. I think I would just have to say, like, you know, hey, here's my cousin. Yeah, respects you, and he, you would get yeah. the RT yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he'd even look at it. I, th- yeah. I think maybe he'd look at it, but he would just like his just eyes are just fucking blurred from the, the life he's lived. I don't think he's processing information properly. Anymore. I think he would just like yeah. see a vaguely human silhouette. And say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, seems like a good fucking kid. Retweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's the right one. Yeah. Uh, did we have anything else from RJ? Yeah, RJ asked several things. RJ also asked thoughts regarding an ROH video of Reptitus titled The Big Dog Trying to Find Himself. Also, these types of questions would no longer be directed at you if you hashtag let Orin be the big dog. I don't want to get into this. We've just discussed this before, and Patrick, it mm-hmm. was rude of you as a guest to bring this up and open up old wounds in a way that I thought we were past. Yeah, Socks, do we have? Do we, that's fine. Do we have any more questions, please, Socks? Just move on to the next one. Just no, no, on no. One. We're not going to move on. Just don't worry about it. Just move on to the next one. Socks, next question. Right. Stew Hugs asks, hashtag big dog, hashtag let Oren be the big dog. Hey, guys, big fan. This is a question for Tom. Tom, will you let Oren be the big dog? Thanks. Love the show. Next question. I'm Courtney Clark. Asks, I just know that we should all hashtag let Oren be the big dog. Can you let Oren be the big dog? We're both of those hashtagged as well. That's ridiculous. They Fuck were both this. hashtagged. It would be weird if one wasn't and the other was. It would be fucked up. It would be annoying. <laughs> It'd be really this... fucked up, but also it would make you think. I don't... We had moved on past this. We had... Discussed it. I think you moved on. I would wanted to move on because it just wasn't doing the podcast any help. I've I've taken the moniker of the big dog and I, mm-hmm. I was happy with it and we had moved on and we were good with it. Patrick, why did you why did you try and like do this as like a is this I don't know is this like a cute bit or like what what were you expecting to get from this? Uh, you know, as, as a sort of an external observer for a while now, I've I've been a fan for a really long time and I, 
Um, I recognize the prestige of the big dog title, but I also see that it's weighing on you. Um, I see, I, I see, you know, it's, it's the big dog title is, uh, much like in the, the film, uh, the film trilogy, Lord of the Rings. It, it, it's, it's, it's a, a burden for you to carry. And it's a burden that you should share. Extended um, editions. And yeah. If, if you just, I think Orin is equipped and she's ready and she's willing to carry it. And if, if she can't carry it, she'll carry you, but you know, don't, <laughs> Don't make her do that. Just let her. Just let her be the big dog for just just a while. You can you can be uh, you can be uh, Tom FKA FKA big yeah, dog. Yeah, the artist you know? formerly known as. I just, I never asked to be the big dog. You know, Tom, is this true? It, I it's mean, not true. is this is it tr- is it true that this is kind of hard for you lately? It's not the easiest thing in the world. No, it's um. Oh man. I didn't. Oh God, I never. I never figured. I. I thought that it was. It was easy yeah. for you, and it was. Everyone thinks it it's a fun, like you... cool bit, and people like do it for themselves to get some attention. I think the problem is you take it home with you. You live that life twenty four seven. It just feels like I don't want to disappoint anyone. When they expect to talk to the big dog, they expect to talk to someone of my, you know, magnitude, and I don't want to. I don't I... want to let them down. And I, I mean, I this is this is something that will take some time. I I don't expect you to make a decision overnight or anything like that. But I do want you to know that I'm I'm here for you if you want to relieve that burden. Just relieve a relieve the burden onto Orin. I'm just I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know. And I just I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm crying too. Aaron? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I can do this for you. <laughs> please do it for me. Just, I don't, just please do it for me. Just please do it for me, Aaron. Just do this for me. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. Sauce, can you hand me, can you hand me that towel? Yeah, yeah, here you go. Can y'all can y'all please quit crying on this this table? This wood will rot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God, I'm not the big dog anymore. Oh God, this feels so much better. Aaron, you are now the big dog. I know it just feels. Like... Oh, it just feels like. This burden has been removed from me, and I just—I never knew that I could do this. I never knew that I could be this person. And I just feel—you know what? I feel six foot seven right now. <laughs> he looks oh, six foot seven. Oh, wait a minute! Seven. Hold on, look. Tom's height is transferring over to Owen, and now Tom's getting shorter. It's happening. But they're both growing ponytails. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It really could happen. <laughs> the reviews were right. <laughs> I knew it. Oh. Guys, thank you so much for this. This is uh, oh my god! I never, no. I never thought that it could happen. I never, like, like this, I never thought I did. could feel like this because of someone else, and now I do, and I've, I've never been so happy. Something this special could only happen on episode twenty. Something, something so special and so self-indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
only oh, smart thing that could be that could be so accessible <laughs> and so enjoyable for all the I'm listeners. I'm glad Patrick could be here for that. Yeah, thank you, Pat. Thank you, Patrick, for making this happen. I hope you're proud of yourself because this was on you. <laughs> oh boy, uh, guys, that's. I think that's been our show, and I think that's been our twenty shows. We've 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 mm. hit the we've hit the the magic number, and um, I, th- I think we did it. Patrick, thank you, thank you so much for being here, for being part of this, of this celebration and this, this, this breakthrough for us. Yeah, anytime. Okay. Do you have any other things to say? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it's awesome. Uh, uh, keep up the. Here's to twenty more. Uh, Fantastic. You know, I, I will. You know, contractually, I can't come on until your next milestone episode yeah. so in in four years when you get to episode yeah. 40 yeah. i'll be i'll be you'll be I'll welcome be right back here. with open arms yeah but uh no yeah thank you thank you patrick and thank you of course uh you know that was that was that was patrick that was pizza underscore suplex is it underscore yeah it is an underscore yeah Gross. yeah it's underscore suplex Gross. on twitter <laughs> Uh, hey, so, listen. I, I was working with what I had available to me. I'm sorry. That's fine. No pizza underscore suplex. Do you guys remember when Shawn Michaels' Twitter handle was Shawn Michaels underscore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember when Bret Hart was, was Brett S Hart, and it looked like Brett Sharp. A lot of Twitter name faux pas, but yeah, yeah. Patrick is, you know, obviously pizza underscore suplex on Twitter. You know, he's on Polygon. He's please retweet, please retweet. Uh, he's, you know, the editing the Polygon show. He's doing so many wonderful things that we can't compete with. So I'm glad to get him out of the way first. Thank you again, Patrick. Uh, that's been socks. Socks. You hey. can all say your shit. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SocksMahoney, and you can see video game stuff that I do at VideoGameChooChoo.com. You'd have to be mad to, though, you know, given the quality of content coming from Polygon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've also had Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey. Where can people find you? Um, at your local Sam's Club or mowing my lawn in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> or Missouri. Either one. <laughs> That's the same thing. That's Tim Welcomed on Twitter, and, uh, and that is uh, Orin, the big dog. Where can people find you, Big Dog? You can find me at Orin Ann. Remember when my Twitter handle used to be at underscore Ann? Yeah, we nipped that in the bud. Yeah, took care of that. No underscores on this show, except for the guests, I guess. Slipping stance. Yeah, it's too late now. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for being part of this fantastic show. And hey, we did it! Yay! Yay! I'm betting the A's. I'm betting the A's along with music. (laughs) And the singing and the impressions. Right, limber it up. Feeling good. Podcast time. Shall we do this now, guys? Let's do this. Yeah, sure. All right, let's do this. <sighs> I'm ready. Hey, Patrick, how do you think I've been doing this podcast host? <laughs> <laughs> no, pretty well. It's. I, I feel like uh, maybe you're just tripping over yourself a little bit. I think you're thinking too much about it, maybe. There is a lot of that, isn't there? Did, yeah. you, did you listen to the Brad episodes ever? <laughs> I only started listening well, when you started hosting. Oh, thank God. All right. So what you mean to say is the Orin episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the phase two, the Orin, the Orin phase. All right, yeah, yeah. The, 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 I don't know. I, I, you know, I think Orin being on there was, was a big draw. It's like, hey, here's, here's a wrestling <laughs> podcast that is, is not 
you know, just a bunch of fucking idiots. Here's here's a person who, who, who owns yeah. a pizza restaurant. You know, <laughs> that was a big deal. Yeah, it was finally is finally what the the wrestling podcast world was asking for. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone who's competent and just you know they yeah. got a fucking pizza restaurant. What, what else can you ask for? I, I think there's you you can say a lot about you know the sort of diversity of voices within the 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 community of people who talk about wrestling online and just the the biggest thing that was missing when you you know you mm-hmm. look across these podcasts and the thing that jumps out at you right away is just none of it's just you know a bunch of dudes who don't own pizza shops. <laughs> and you know what frustrated me about them was that yeah. they would still talk about pizza without yeah. having they hadn't like done like anything knew. in the base. Yeah. 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 Some of them even have pizza words in their names on Twitter. And <laughs> Oh fuck. Oh no. That's a that's probably a frustrating thing for you, right, RNA? Negging is the theme of the night. I guess so. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of negging. Just hardcore negging. I'm glad I came in on this one. <laughs>